What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with this Bruce Wayne. It is his new world order. The King of Kings. The King of Content and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. New, 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 new world order. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you are in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Black Moses and Every Woman's Fantasy. That is Mr. EWF and CGAC, God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. You're in here with, met with the man with more nicknames than anybody in the game, all right? And the... Uh, <laughs> what else do we got? All right. Anyway, we got a great show for you today. It is Wednesday and it is the blue chip mindset live stream in the building. Oh, yeah. I'm ripped, the original blue chip mindset. All right. There are some imitators and there are some duplicators, but it cannot possibly be the same. The blue chip mindset is one of CGA's creations, of course. And, of course, we will continue to push these blue chip mindsets out since the year 2020. All right. So you can go back to the trace this back to the year 2020. And we have a playlist on this channel of blue chip mindset live streams. All right. So the originator never could be duplicated. We are here back again with the best edutainment here on YouTube. Well, today's topic is going to be these things are keeping you poor. And we're also going to talk about some of the other main things. But, of course, with the blue chip mindset, we keep our money in, mind on our money and our money on our mind. All right. And we make sure we understand that the biggest difference between people is those who have leverage and options and those that who do not. It's those that are paying who those people who pay interest and those people who make interest. Those people who understand what class is and the other distractions are. See, class matters most when it comes to these issues here. And we're going to talk about the class structure here in America. Yes, does it suck for many people? Yes, especially when you're at the bottom. But some of you guys can start at the bottom, and then now you can get to the top relatively fast, and that is the beauty of the free marketplace. All right, we don't believe in a majority of calls capitalism. We talk about free marketplace. All right, and free marketplace is readily available for everybody. You have all the information that you need in order to get where you are. The problem is you have distractions in your life, and you're allowing those distractions to distract you from where you want to go. All right, you're walking backwards and you're picking up the two or three dollars that you picked up backwards instead of walking 10 steps forward and picking up the 50. What we also talk about is not letting people behind your velvet rope. There are certain people who will bring you value and certain people who are nothing going to take value. We also teach you the uh, principle of consumership, consumerism, being consumers, a.k.a. a parasite versus being a producer. So we have a lot of things here that we, a lot of value and, and phrases that we teach you here on a weekly basis. And we take a break from doing an entire show of straggle and sniggle. All right, but we get, we still gonna give you some of that bullshit because I'm not, I'm not getting paid enough to give you a three hour and 30 minute speech on the blue chip mindset. All right, Ninja, y'all gonna have to pay me a lot of money. But anyway, <laughs> we still gonna have fun. We're still going to edutain and all of that stuff. But what I really want you to do is hit that like button. All right, as you enter into the stream, I know you're entering in. I know you're not seeing, you know, 304s on your thumbnail. You're not seeing any gossip, any Hollywood, no celebrity bullshit. So a lot of, uh, let's say Mickey Mouse people won't be here today, but it's okay. It's okay. 
Um, uh, but I do want you to hit that like button and get us to about as equal as many likes as there are viewers. And uh, shout out to everybody here that doesn't like me, but you have nothing better on YouTube to watch but me because I'm the best. All right, so I get it. Listen, and I know I know that hurts your feelings for me saying that, but I want everybody to believe in themselves. I want everybody to have as much confidence that I have. Remember, uh, the Lord did you guys a favor by making me a compact individual, you know, a compact individual. Had I been the size of the rock, I would be a terror in this world, and everybody knows it. You know, listen. New, 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 new and I say that order. with all benevolence, and I say that with all humbleness and kindness. All right, uh, the Lord did you a favor. Listen, listen. And ladies, new, 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 new world and ladies, I'm telling you right now, the Lord did you a favor because I would have split all of y'all in half. You know what I mean? With the golden sword. You know, that's what I would have done already. So luckily I haven't touched on you yet. But if you want to come my way, come around my way. Come around my way. I can bless you too. So listen, you've already would have been, uh, you know, I already would have tempted your tummy, tummy with the taste of nuts and honey at this point. But the Lord did you a favor and made me a compact individual. But it's okay. I say this with all benevolence and I say this with all humbleness in the spirit of kindness and the spirit of truth. But um, ladies, it's, it is what it is. But um, anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm a benevolent monarch. I'm, I'm a king, but, you know, I do listen from time to time. But uh, anyway, pat yourself on the back, ninjas. You know what I mean? You made it to another day. Yeah, you made it to another day. Pat yourself on the back. You guys are out here grinding. You guys are out here doing what you need to do. You're struggling and striving. All right, but we're going to get you focused on what is most important today. All right. The merciful. CGA the merciful. I'm, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't need to keep you in check because you know what I mean? As long as you don't mess around. <laughs> All right. I'm the hammer, you're the nail at all times, ladies. I'm the hammer, you're the nail, always. So um, anyway, now that we got distracted, let's get back focused to contribute to today's show. All right, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. All right, uh, uh, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious. New, 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 new world order. CGA channel. All right, we're going to have to call me the benevolent one. Yes, the merciless, the merciful. All right, uh, anyway, man, we say this in all, tr you know, these these things, we're having fun. You know, there's there's some haters out here watching me like, oh, this guy's despicable, reprehensible. All right, uh, shout out to the Hodge twins with a funny video this, this afternoon, this morning. All right, uh, and Martin says, Coach, Sodom and Gomorrah got nothing on America at all. America. Oh, that's nasty. Man, we're, boy, did we screw the pooch? As a country, we screwed the pooch. And the pooch is trying to screw us now, and we try to, we trying to, we trying to, we trying to scramble from the Reading Rainbow mob. They out here turning all, listen, they are, they're, they're messing things up. Listen, I'm all for their freedom and everything like that, but they're really turning this thing into an absolute cluster F um, with, with everybody trying to bow, bow the knee. I know that they're going to be mad at me with that, but listen, I don't care what you do in the bedroom, but geez. All right, this is actually going crazy. Albert Wesker says many people are poor due to bad lifestyle choices, and that's a fact, and that's an absolute fact. And people don't want to take responsibility for their own poor decisions. And I see this quite often. Um, and I, listen, when I was poor, I saw this. And I'm still poor. I don't even have a job. No trabajo. All right. Senor, no trabajo. <laughs> Another nickname. 
But yes, poor lifestyle choices. And um, they will look at a guy, you know, always tell that story. They look at me and they say, hey, you know, you got this and you got that. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, you got this because of this and you got this because of that. And I'm repressed and oppressed and depressed. And I'm like, yeah, but you was doing the stanky leg all the last five years at the nightclub. You was going out chasing whores. You were going out smoking dope. You were out here, you know what I mean, fumbling around, dating fat women on Tinder. I I wasn't doing any of that. (laughs) I wasn't doing any of that. Like, I literally said, I'm not going to do it. And you laughed and sniggled at me. You sniggled at me, called me lame. You said I didn't have no game. But now you want to come over here hating, well, him got 9-11 and him got this and him got that. I wasn't out here. I gave up fat women a long time ago. But you was all here patting yourself on the back, showing me them big old granny panties you was banging on. I was like, well, (laughs) all right, anyway. All right, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Hey, don't be mad at me because you didn't have no discipline. (laughs) All right, anyway. What do we got here? Vino says, Coach uh, Greg Duchet or Duchette. I don't even know his last name. I know he's the fitness coach, so I don't want to disrespect him because he's a coach, Greg, as well. He says he gave a tour of his lakeside man- mansion. Lambo, McLaren, two more cars. He says, now I see why they say your net worth is $14 million. Oh, it's a mix-up. Interesting. Oh, I see now. So maybe it is they're mixing up Coach Greg, the fitness. I think he does fitness with Coach Greg Adams. I see what's going on there. He Does he live in Florida? That sounds like some shit you would do in Florida, right? Lakeside Mansion, Lakeside Manor, um, Lambo to McLaren's. I see what's going on. Doucette, Doucette. Shout out to Coach Greg Doucette. All right, I know he probably like, that damn Coach Greg Adams took my name. All right, dude, I had this name. I had this name a long time ago, since 20, at least, well, I had it for my whole life since I was 18, but I definitely had a website with the coach Greg Adams since at least 20, uh, 2010. So anyway, he probably mad at me. So now they're missing. Oh, he lives in Nova Scotia. Oh, he's Canadian. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. True Patriot love. And an ounce of maple syrup. All right. So shout out to uh, Nova Scotia. All right, anyway, and I will not, I don't have any beef with him, but he looks very muscular. All right, shout out to Mr. Hamster. MC Hamster says, uh, Bruce Lee didn't get ripped eating donuts, free agent lifestyle for life. Tell him. He did not, but it takes sacrifices. It takes sacrifices, man. It takes sacrifices. Ninjas don't want to sacrifice. And when I say ninjas, I'm not talking about black men. I'm just talking about people do not want to sacrifice. And that is the biggest thing of, of what's going on here. I know people will be like, but there's all these institutional things in my way. Yes, uh, we acknowledge those things. All right, acknowledge them. Like Roman Reigns says, acknowledge me. Acknowledge those things, but come on, man. Come on, man. Shout out to our brother, Mr. Andrew the Great. He says, coach had a conversation with a woman yesterday about relationships, marriage, and dating, and her requirements Further reinforced to me the stay free agent lifestyle for life. He says, yet my simple requirements fit, know how to cook, nutritious meals, respect, etc. She calls slavery. <laughs> of course. 
Gents, we are wasting time with these modern XXs. Please keep up the great work and thank you for all that you do. Free agent lifestyle for life. Man, men don't ask much of women. And what you ask for, they be like, nope, I ain't giving it to you. I am not giving you that. And you're like, you asked me for 50 things. And then you looked at me as if you were doing me a favor. You're like, okay, I'll do you a favor. All right, here's these 50 things. I'll take one off the list. I really like this thing, but I'll take one. They like they remove one of the requirements. Okay, I'll settle a little bit. I'll remove one. And you're like, okay, good. Damn. You're really not my type, but I'm horny. So I'll overlook the fupa. I'll overlook the moles on your back. I'll I'll overlook the tattoos and the stab wounds and the bullet wounds. I'll overlook the scars. You know, I'll overlook the two babies kids from two different men. I just want you to get in shape and cook for me the majority of the week. Can you do that? They'd be like, what? That, what? How dare you? What kind of misogyny is that? (laughs) That's despicable and disgraceful. And you mean to mean, you mean to tell me I got to keep long hair on my head? Oh, hell no. You guys are misogynists. This is ridiculous. These standards that you have for women. Oh. Appalling. You're like, (laughs) all right, wow. All right, shout out to Kevin W. says, we all made poor lifestyle decisions. The important thing is to learn the triggers, eliminate them, and not have compound issues. Indeed, these are definitely uh, things that we teach you here, compound issues. Compounding your issues is where you make the mistake. Um, And when in my coaching days, I told my teams, we talked about turnovers and uh, what turnovers are acceptable, what aren't, how you can limit them. We teach fundamentals. This is why you reinforce the same things over and over. It might seem repetitive, but you're basing yourself on a fundamental. This is why people have fundamentals. You're basing yourself on a certain standard. And then you reinforce those standards, and you you actually punish um, yourself or others when those fundamentals aren't being followed. Because you know once these things, you put them in practical application, you know, if they're not reinforced and um, if they're not, you don't have the discipline, you're going to make mistakes out there. But the biggest thing that you cannot do is compound your issues in basketball or football. We call them compound turnovers. Okay. If you turn over the ball, like you throw a bad pass, but and the other team intercepts the pass or steals the ball, uh, not getting back on defense compounds that. Pouting, all right, not making an effort to stop, all right, that, that compounds that. Then when you come back down the floor, if you, you know, take a bad shot following a turnover, you just compounded it and you gave up six points as opposed to maybe stopping them from um, scoring the off the steal. So these are the things that people do. They compound their issues and uh, then that's where you get in trouble. That's where you get in trouble. And, um, you know, there's no fixing it when you compound it. Like you dig yourself a deeper hole. All right. So watch out for that. All right, shout out to uh, Jay Cool. He says, uh, Coach, you may be the hammer, but I am not the nail. I was talking about the ladies. Instead, I am the pry bar. He says, that is because I am challenged with the inner inward things at age 56 that you and others already overcame in your 20s. So I have to try to pry myself out. Yes. Or you try to pry. You got a lot to pry yourself out of. Yeah, man. Well, listen, it is never too late, especially as a man. It's never too late. I think you got time to get yourself out of the hole that you dug. 
All right, and maybe you can find in another path. Indeed, last one. Newski says blue chip mindset is my favorite show. I think that's what you said. Your favorite show. He says I like what you said yesterday that men in marriage and relationships, if they ever would be single again, they would be free agents. He says all women and broke men know is spend and not produce ready for this show. Yes, that's all most people know is to spend and not produce. Uh, most people are not producers in our society. We gonna, th- All of this is going to be ironed out in the forthcoming book. Um, you know, already know that uh, I'm going to have to have a creative title for it to bring in some of the normies. But some of these things, yes, uh, these are the standards that we hold ourselves to. Being producers, difficulties. All right, with that being said, let's get with, on with the show. We got how many people watching right now? Damn, we over a thousand people watching. Man, sometimes, I don't know if you guys know, my numbers are blocked on the screen. I really can't see it. So I often have to move something to the side to see it. I'm actually shocked. All right, now we got a thousand people in here. And the reason why is blue chip mindset usually gets off to a slow start. All right, um, you know, not a lot of people come, come into this show because they're like, oh, he's going to talk about the majority of the stream. But since we got uh, 1,100 people in here, that's just on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. But we only have 400 likes over there. That's reprehensible. So let's get to 600 likes. And we have how many people on the free uh, the Notorious channel? We have 150. We have people watching us on fakebook.com. We have uh, people watching on Rumble and Twitch. All right. So we're simulcasting. And there's going to be people, hundreds and thousands of people listening to me on the uh, Google Play and iTunes or uh, uh, Spotify and or SoundCloud. Brother, we worldwide out here, man. The worldwide coach gang in the building. Hit that like button and let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, first we're going to start off with, oh, man, you knew it was coming. Doom and Gloom, CGA. Oh, my goodness. You knew it was coming. I got to sound the bell. Society, dude, I don't, I, I'm letting you know, man, the window is closing. The window of opportunity is closing to get out of the muck and mire, the poverty, the mass immigration, the street prostitute, it, the community. It's closing. It's closing. It's closing. Make your move now. I've been telling you to make your move since 2019. It's now four years later and you still stuck. Make your move. Get your passport. They're already trying to make a, get a extra hurdle to go to Europe next in 2024. Now, is that going to stop most Americans? No, but they're giving you an extra hurdle because they know you waiting on your last paycheck to make the move and buy the tickets. But by the time you buy the tickets, you won't even have your visa because you have to apply for your visa 90 to 100 days. 90 to 120 days prior to your trip. They know you late performers are not going to do it. They're going to limit you. You must be proactive, not reactive. We're not on our heels. We're on our toes. All right, let's get down into it and let's dig deep. All right, you got to be proactive out here. Do not be reactive. Don't grab the chair yet. Let's get to this doom and gloom. Let's ring the bell one more time. The passport, he says, NWO hates the passport bros. Hey, listen, I can't disagree with that, but they know you guys have the money to travel, so they're limiting you before they come over there and y'all start picking their women off the vine. They're like, y'all can go to Asia, but you ain't coming to Italy. All right, Gen Z braces for its first student loan debt repayment coming up here in the next couple months. Oh, shit, we in trouble. (laughs) 
Now, this is going to be problematic, as you guys know. There's been a debt payment moratorium for the last three years. It has been removed. Joe Biden promised. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. He promised when he got elected that he was going to make his best effort to get those uh, student loan uh, reparated, if you will. Uh, potentially, uh, then it turned into uh, moving the goalpost and it turned to 10000 or 20000 if you got Pell Grant and a bunch of things. And it, it just failed and I knew it was going to fail. I know it was a false promise, but nobody listened to me. However, there was a moratorium placed on student loan payments for the last three years, which means it generated no interest. I know I have to tell everybody this. There were no interest generated and the payments were paused and you didn't have to make any payments. Well, because we had a debt ceiling issue, Joe Biden had to agree. Um, with um, um, with uh, Kevin over there, okay, his name slips my mind. I'm not good with names, but um, he had to agree to get those student loan payments be back in order. And uh, coming up here in September, those payments are going to be due. And uh, actually, they're going to be due on October 1st, where that's when G interest is going to be generated. Now, you know, Gen Z, the oldest Gen Z person is between the age of 25 or 26. If you go back three years that means you're talking about a 22 or 23-year-old at top at the most. And we're talking about college graduates at that age, all right? These people were just graduating college. And since they graduated college, primarily none of them have had to make any student loan debt repayment. Now, we have to consider Generation Z in all of these conversations because Gen Z, they're the new voting populace as well. They're going to make a massive impact on the next election. They did in the last election. But Gen Z, a lot of them are starting college. A lot of them are in the middle of college, finishing college. And they have primarily none of them have been able to or have been subjected to making these payments. But now you're talking about adding a $850 student loan payment to some of these graduates. Um, and you're talking about, you know, any one of them between age 22 and 26. This is going to be. And the interest is going to be ass kicking um and i don't know if you know we reported that they were trying to do retroactive interest um which got blocked that would have been a death nail that would have been a killer for a lot of these people if they went retroactive but that interest is going to spiral out of control even if they make the payments that interest is going to continue to pile up on them and this is going to create a massive bottleneck it's going to mess a mass massive problem for the future and uh, this is just, you know, uh, we've been able to kick this can down the road and put blinders on and not acknowledge this. But you're going to have to acknowledge this. This is going to create a deficit for these people for the next 20 to 25, maybe 30 years. All right. And it's going to create an inch. Uh, the, the student loan debt is now standing at uh, one point six or one point seven trillion dollars. We're going to have that. That's going to double. That's going to double at some particular point. Um, I don't know when mathematically I'm not an economist, but give it 10 years with the interest that's going to accrue on this one. You're also going to have people going to get forbearances and deferment, which means they're going to kick the can down the road in their personal life, uh, extending their loans out five to 10 years by going back to school. All right. That is basically what they're going to do. They're just going to re up and go back to school, create more debt for themselves and then just embrace debt slavery. So listen, listen. I hate to bring the doom and gloom, but I bring the pain. This is going to be painful right here. Yeah. He says the interest is about to go dummy. The interest is about to go dumb, dumb, dummy. Dumb, dumb, dummy. Shout out to uh, Aaron Hall out there. The interest is about to go dummy, stupid, dumb on these Gen Zs. And uh, as if they don't have any other problems like being soft as charming tissue. All right. Uh, snowflakes, overwhelmingly liberal. 
dumb, all right, 304s, right, all right, dumb, weak ninjas, tippy-toe ninjas. If they say they don't have any other problems, this student loan thing about to put the ravishing Rick Rude on their ass, the Rude Awakening. All right, so if you have kids, if you have kids, hey, these girls already in these streets out here. These girls already in these streets. In these streets. All right. You think they ain't in these streets now. You think the JUCO ain't going to be litty. Oh, by the way, this is a bad economy for everybody, even if you have a couple of dollars in your pocket. And these girls ain't going to be able to get no meals because the JUCO is kind of drying up right now. Anytime there's a recession, you know, um, the first place you look is strip clubs. They empty. Mm. All right. You look at those services that men be uh, buying. Um, and those start to go away, and then it, it it's a trickle down. Then the dates start going away. Dudes aren't able to date, and women get frustrated. The first thing they get frustrated with is the men. How come these men don't want to pay? And how come these men don't want to pay rent? And how come these men don't want to take me out on a nice date? You don't. The women don't look at the economy. They have no clue. They have no clue. They're like, well, I have I don't have disposable or discretionary income, but these men should because they make more money than us. Gender pay gap. They should have money. Why these broke, broke guys ain't? And you're like, that's not how it works. Mm. By the way, we don't make that much money, more money than you. And I hate to have that rude awakening as well. But let's get back to that doom and gloom over here. We got some more for you. All right, I got to ask y'all. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, man, we ready for this, CGA. Give us some more doom and gloom. Oh, what about this? All right, we're going to use the mass media. 61% of America say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Even as inflation cools, and they'll tell you inflation's cooling down, um, but uh, we're still kind of in some odd positions. I don't know if you've noticed gas has gone up. Our U.S. oil reserve is um, uh, have been depleted. That's been uh, the conversation even as late as May of 2023 uh, when the truckers were supposed to be um, having a problem getting their diesel. But uh, what happened was we put our blinders back on, and since we never heard about it again, we thought the issue went away. But the um, the uh, price of oil has increased, but our oil reserves have decreased. And I don't know if you know what's been going on in Africa and uh, all of that. Russia has now uh, gotten control of most of those African nations and their access to uh, natural gas. The pipeline that Germany and France nor- normally uses to access that, Russia's now got a hold of those nations. The African people are flying the Russian flag over there. I mean, there's a lot of things going on here. I know inflation might be cooling down or not as impactful as it once was, but there's going to be some other things that we got to have to kind of have a meeting about. Have you noticed that gasoline's going up? Definitely it's going up. Definitely it's going up. Um, it's crazy. All right, so here it is, here it is right here. Uh, paycheck to paycheck, 61%. That this, this is what people are saying here, 61%. Yeah, somebody said uh, petrol and gas is skyrocketing in Australia. It's definitely been up, went up about a uh, 50 to 75 cent in my area. I would say 50 to 75 cent. All right, overnight, overnight, and that's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it, it could be a cold winter, right? Uh, shout out to Kevin Samuels, right? Uh, it could be a cold winter. You know, people are saying that the, um, the problem with uh, the uh, climate control is that it's going to be the hottest summer ever, but it could be c- the coldest winter ever and uh, protect yourself with the resources. Uh, somebody says over $5 again in California. Yeah, but, and people aren't paying attention. They're not looking at it. They, they really don't see that. And uh, I pay attention to those things because I kind of see where we're going. And uh, I kind of try to sound the alarm. But most ninjas are distracted by, you know, brawling at the Montgomery boat dock. 
claiming that they're racially superior because six people want to fight. Um, you know, claim it, you're distracted. And I, this is why I keep telling you class is the most important thing you should be worrying about. Class dictates that, you know, class dictates the other things that you get distracted about, like gender, race, um, all of those things. I know those things are important to a lot of people and I don't want to minimize it, but class is the number one thing, right? Class makes those other issues. Uh, it makes you hypersensitive to the other issues. If you're lacking in the class category, you're either distracted or hypersensitive to gender, transgender, race, those distracting things. Yeah. And, and this is my opinion, by the way, but anyway, all right, you don't have to agree to it, but it don't matter. I'm right. Let's get back to this one right here. 40% of business leaders think recent Generation Z college graduates aren't prepared to enter in the slave workforce, new survey says, and some said they won't even hire them. Well, that's going to be a problematic. As you can see, the things are cyclical. Let me take you back to the first story that I shared to you. Gen Z braces for its first student loan repayments, but you have some people saying we ain't even hiring them people. Oh, shit. I mean, damn, I'm just telling you. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Man, Gen Z getting smoked out here. It's barbecue in there. <laughs> Gen Z getting smoked. All right, you know, and this is just numbers. We're just throwing them out. I like to actually look at these sometimes and, you know, what do they actually mean? You know, sometimes they don't mean anything to anyone, but I find them always interesting, and I try to connect the dots and see where we're going. Uh, you know, it is sometimes the mass media, and they don't have anything else to report about. You know, they they mostly watching me. All right, they ain't got shit to do out there. But uh, here you go right here. Uh, recent Gen Z, Gen Z is going to be a, a bad example of uh, the example of work employees. This is just typical. This isn't all of them, but they're they're not prepared for the current workforce. And you're knowing that they're trying to call people back from their jobs working at home or what they call remote work. They're trying to get people to come back. They're trying to provide incentives. People are trying to leverage that and go to companies that still want to encourage people to work remote. Gen Z's quiet quitting, lazy girl job hunting. They're doing a lot of this. They're trying to get rid of hustle culture. This is going to cause a cultural shift. And it's a matter of who's going to win. Who's going to hold the line the longest? This cultural shift is going to impact us uh, for far, far many years. And I don't think this is going to be sorted out. What I do tell you is try to get yourself as free as possible. Right? You know, get yourself as free as possible. Become self-employed. Maybe uh, start a business. Be a sole proprietor. Um, you know, uh, save. Don't take on any dead weight. Certainly don't marry these women that have certain liberal minds. It's not. It's going to be problematic for you if you you're just creating more problems for yourself. All right. With that being said, let's talk about women and their finances. Um, it says right here, author of this book says we should all be millionaires. Okay, shout out to her. And asked women earning six figures if they uh, were confident with their money. All right, and then ninety percent of them said no, they're not confident with their money. And I've often said that any woman of mine will never be controlling my dime. Absolutely not. They don't manage money very well. All right. Their their hindsight is twenty twenty. They don't make good judgments. They tend to be impulsive and they're not comfortable with with uh, managing big loads of money. And this is just being general, not being specific. But even if I had a specific example, I still wouldn't let her manage my money at all. But that's just me. All right. Um, in this situation here, we even know that women that earn six figures can be in massive debt. And I showed you many examples of that could be student loan debt, credit card debt. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a minute here. Hold your breath. This is the doom and gloom blue chip uh, um, version of it. So it goes longer. 
uh, 90% of women who earn six figures say they're not comfortable with managing their money. We know that Gen X, women and men, don't have any retirement savings. When you go to black and Latinos, they have virtually none. This is in general. We showed you the statistics here. And many of the women that say they have degrees and earn big money, they are often broke, all right? Many of them get their cable and their lights cut off still. This is actually a reality. This doesn't apply to all, but this is true. So do your best to make sure you can decipher people who earn money versus people who can manage their money. I know people who um, have relatively uh, simpleton jobs. You know, uh, they work at Walmart or might be a manager. They do better at managing money than some of these executives. They have more time, more quality of life, less debt to work around so they can manage their money. They're not shuffling debt around and kicking the can down the road. All right, but these women tend to do that and they leverage bad debt and they never leverage forward the debt or the money that they have. The money is often going to pay back payments, not paying themselves forward. So this is just a reality. I love looking at these numbers. All right, um, we got some more doom and gloom for you right here. Check out this. Uh, hold on for a second. Uh, let me see here. My my screen is out of order here. Uh-oh. Oh, I guess I didn't prepare it. But uh, as I'm as I'm talking... I'll go ahead and Google it. Did you guys hear that we've now reached $1.5 trillion in credit card debt? That means consumer debt. That means, let me see if I can pull it up. Credit debt, $1.5 trillion. Uh, let's see here. There you go. Well, let's pull it up here just so you guys can see here. According to CNN. New, 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 new world. Order. All right, CNN. I love looking at these numbers. I love looking at these numbers. This gives me perspective. Americans' credit card debt hits a trillion. Mm. All right, give yourselves a round of applause, man. I'm going to tell you. We're in trouble, man. As a nation, these are the things that, because people are saying, what are you, what are you saying, coach? It's going to collapse. No. What this is going to do is going to force people to make decisions about themselves and or our economy or politically that can get us in trouble, all right? And so my mindset is this turns us into socialists really quickly, all right? This turns us into socialism very, very quickly because people start voting socialism, all right? This is my biggest concern. It might be, not be a concern for, for many people, I understand. But this, to me, tells me we just convert to socialism and we bring more people over to socialism. Right. Because we couldn't handle our free marketplace. We couldn't handle capitalism. So what people will do is get themselves in. Again, we talk about personal decision. They'll bury themselves in debt. They'll they'll hoard themselves out and then they'll try to marry. It won't work. And then they'll get frustrated. And then if they get married, they bury somebody else in debt. Or if they don't get married, they vote. They vote socialism, socialist policies. You know, let's get rid of this. And we got taken advantage of. And they were, you know, um. They were uh, lending, targeting lending us, and, uh, and then they make all the excuses in the book as to why they didn't have any discipline, and then they start voting socialism. That's all that happens. That's all that happens, fam. I mean, now there's other things that can happen. You know, people get in trouble. There'll be more homeless and poverty. People start turning to drugs. People claim they're depressed. And I say your depression stems from your poor choices, primarily in relationships and spending, and then you get in financial debt, and then you're depressed. All right. If you're a young person, you can't get no booty because you ain't got no money because you're in debt because you smoke dope and you drink and you're depressed. All right. And then this then this helps leads to poor health, mental health and physical health, because then people start hitting the bottle or they start hitting the prescription drugs. See, there's this is kind of where I see things going. 
This is why they called me Coach Jadamas, the notorious one. New, 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 new. All right, this is just a this is a slippery slope. This is a sliding down a razor on an alcohol slide. What what is it? Sliding down a razor slide in a, in a pool full of alcohol. This shit is just gonna be a mess. This is creating a mess, and it's not stopping. This is not stopping, and I don't want to hear that people are living off basic necessities on their credit card. That's bullshit. People are traveling. People are uh, buying uh, cars. We're going to get the cars here in a minute. This bullshit. People aren't, they are spending their groceries on credit card, but they ain't paying it off because they're also putting on lip injectors, Botox, massages, fingernails. They're doing all of that shit too. They're traveling, buying handbags, purses, going on dates, living their best life. Yeah, uh, miss me with all that. I got to put credit card. I got to put groceries on my credit card. Miss me with all that shit. Miss me y'all going out to drink, doing a stanky leg. Y'all buying Jordans and shoes and collectibles. Man, stop the bullshit. Razor Bay, uh, it's crazy. And this is just the beginning. All right, man, this, this is going to, we can't fix this because these are poor habits. These are poor spending habits. People have poor habits, right? They're buying shoes and uh, this is what we're seeing, all right? I don't want to hear that. Um, I don't want to hear that people are just trying to make their basic needs meet their basic needs. Oh no 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 no. Let's get, your rents due, motherfucker. Let's get some personal accountability. Let's get some more personal accountability. And trust me, guys, I've been here, done that. I had the receipts and I had the struggle. And what I had to do, this is why the free agent lifestyle is important. What I had to do is I had to switch everything that I did. I had to get rid of dead weight. I had to fight myself off. I had to make sacrifices. I had to go basically in the Batcave. I had to go in the Desert Storm bunker. I had to go Bruce Wayne for five years. I had to disappear. I had to disappear. I had to disappear in lifestyle. I had to disappear in uh, fun. I had to disappear travel. I had to disappear in relationships. I disappeared. I had to get rid of my wife. I was like, nope. <laughs> and then when people were looking at me, they was like, nah, man, I don't want to make that sacrifice. I'm like, dude, you got to make that sacrifice. If you dug a hole, you got to go ghost. You got to go monk. You got to dig yourself out of that. And then when you're digging, you're just putting in, you're just doubling down on all the work that you should have been doing. You're doubling down on the discipline. You're not making mistakes. You're not eating out at restaurants. You're not going to the club. You're not spending money on drink for these goofy assholes. All right. I basically said I'm getting rid of all that bullshit for a period of time. And then when I climb back out of this mug, when I come out and I see the light of day, I'm going to be a changed man. <laughs> I'm going to be a changed man. Do a hard reset. I started over. I literally started over. All right. When I de- when I got my divorce, I, st- I started over from scratch. I took a blender. I took a fork, a spoon, and a knife, <laughs> and I took a, a recliner, and I took a Nintendo Wii, and I took the clothes I had, started completely over mm-hmm. at age 36, started over, all right? <laughs> Went back and lived in my car. I was like, yo, I ain't doing this no more, because I was like, I'm not going to live the next 40 years like this at all. Start it over. So the people who don't, you want to give me excuses. Well, I don't want to start over, and I don't want to leave my parents. I don't want to do all this shit. It's bullshit. Now, I could just say that because that's not how I did it. But what you don't want to do is you want to hang on to this shit and then make life improvements. Nah, man, get rid of your shit. Right? Get rid of your shit. If you got a BK, BK. If you got a bankrupt, bankrupt. Who gives a fuck? All right? Y'all scared of shit. Y'all will live seven years in, in shitty life. But don't want to bankrupt. But you all, fourteen, the next fourteen years, you carrying around, you carrying around whatever it is. You got to do what you got to do, man. 
do what the hell you got to do. Use the system against it. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> right? You're going to live 14 years of your life with bad credit. <laughs> all right, get rid of your shit. You don't need none of that shit. And by the way, all the stuff I got rid of, most of it I got back. Most of the stuff I got rid of, I got it right back. Or let me tell you this. Most of the stuff I got rid of that I didn't get back, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I don't miss it, but I got most of it back. All right, and some, and some. All right, but anyway. All right, anyway. Yeah, somebody says credit score at that time is BS. Y'all talk, y'all worried about your credit score and it's 580. You, your credit score 585 and you're like, well, I don't want to take the BK. What the fuck? Please. Please. Now, listen, if you don't have to do it, you don't have to do it. If you can dig yourself out of it, dig yourself out of it. But you want to hold on to your fat wife. You want to hold on to your little house in the middle of nowhere that you can't sell. You want to hold on. You want to hold on to all these things that are keeping you down. When I talk about the things that keep you poor, we don't talk about it. I mean, as you can see, it is what it is. You want to hold on to that raggedy ass car. When you know what? You hold on to that raggedy ass car and the transmission starts slipping. Mm. Have you ever done that? Well, I don't want to get there. I want to do this. I want to keep my raggedy ass car. You hold on to that car. Five months later, the transmission starts slipping. All right. And now you all fucked up. Now you're like, okay, now what you going to do, you goofy? (laughs) He says, disrespectful kids, let they ass go too. They'll figure that shit out. They'll come back. They'll be back. All right, hold on for a second. All right, but nope. Let me see something here. Let's let's go to these cars. Let me see, let me go to the car here. I thought I had this up. Car loans one trillion. Speaking of the trillion, car loans are now over one trillion. Let me see if I can pull that up. You ask. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Why why is it not coming up? Oh, here it is, right there. Auto debt. Let's ring the bell on these people. Auto debt one point five trillion. Dollars in 2022. New, 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 new world order. Bruh. Man, can y'all see why I have the philosophy I have? It's not just about women. And if you think it is, you haven't read my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. This philosophy is about your own personal lifestyle, your accountability, your responsibility, what you can do, how you can live this life out. I know men in their 50s that maybe they have adult kids or they don't, they didn't have kids at all. They have a car. They might have a car payment. They might not. They don't drive that many miles on the vehicle, so it doesn't, it's, it's irrelevant. They might work from home or they might have work a short, short distance from their house. They don't have a home. All right. They don't have a home loan. Maybe they do. Maybe they paid off their house. I know men in their 50s that live like this, and they can live off $2,000 a month. They can live off a smooth $2,000 a month. At best, $4,000 or $3,000. And they're in their 50s. They just chilling. They chilling like somebody uncle. Chilling like a villain. All right? They kind of maybe paid off their house or they live small. They live in a one-bedroom house or apartment. They just chilling. No car payment. Their total monthly combined bills are uh, $1,250. All right? But uh, this right here reeks of, this is mostly women, by the way. Just to put things in perspective, this is mostly women. All right, women hold 70% plus of all the consumer debt, all the auto loan debt, all the student debt. We have to understand this. 
when you see these things, they won't tell you in the article, but uh, CGA will tell you this is mostly women. Okay, while they're bragging, they're making uh, as much money as men. They're also spending way more money and getting more things on credit. Now, when you apply this to the dating marketplace and dating prospects, you got to apply this to them as well. And you better go through a, a balance sheet with them and say, how much auto loan debt you got? Oh, I know the junior college girls will tell me. All right, they'll tell me and they'll be like, here, Get him, daddy. I'm in trouble, daddy. I'm in a bind. In the bind, Nate. Yeah, they in the bind. <laughs> All right, so this is where we're going. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, and I don't want to hear about the people who this doesn't apply to. Well, this isn't true because it doesn't apply to me. Well, I don't care if it doesn't apply to you. The majority of our country is in over their heads. They're up to their eyeballs in debt. And yes, you homeowners. Oh, let me correct myself. You home buyers, this is you too. And that's you. All right, because I'll show you even examples of that, especially when it comes to women. But some of you families that buy homes, you're up to your debt and eyeballs too. Wait, up to your eyeballs and debt. That's what I meant. But do me a favor, man. Hit that like button. We dropping the knowledge on you. This is the blue chip mindset, the one and only blue chip mindset, the best of the best of the blue chip mindset. And uh, we're going to continue with more. We're going to give you some straggle and sniggle theater to wake you up. I know I gave you some doom and gloom, but we're going to have some fun here. But it all starts with that like button and we'll get to the super chats at the moment. Let's get it. All right, we, we're talking about things that keep you poor. We're talking about things that keep you poor. Um, your health is keeping you poor. Oh, yes. Your health is keeping you poor, and I want you guys to think about some of the things that you do health-wise. Okay, I saw a great meme, and they were talking about how much does a Wendy's beef burger cost, and people say $4.95, but it doesn't. It costs you way more than that in health, Okay. And uh, take care of your health. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. This is why I got the big water jug next to me. All right. I hyped up on a little caffeine. I drink caffeine during the mornings, during the weekdays only. All right. Make sure you're doing that, taking your multivitamin. I'm, I'm going to come out with the CGA supplement line coming up. All right. We're going to supplement you. But, you know, I'm not big, big on supplements. But I love the fact that there's a lot of things that we can take. Versus the thing that you're willing to take, like pharmaceuticals, which is another health cost, but you don't pay. All right, drink that water, guys. Drink water, drink water, drink lots of water and get rid of sugar water, any type of sugar water or flavored water. You want to get rid of that. That's not always the best for you. All right. And I hear watermelon diet coming up a lot lately. All right. Do you. <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyway. Oh, man. He says the teenagers are feeding you via the drive through This is disgraceful. Let's get to the super chats. <laughs> teenagers feeding you. Oh, but ladies, we, you know, uh, ever since uh, feminism has come, we should talk about this. I talked about this a little briefly in uh, The Evolution, my book. Uh, since women started stop cooking, the weight of the average American has gone up. Not only that, the amount of money we spend or the amount of food that we depend on to be delivered by people who we don't know has gone up. 
All right. Women all in the drive through. You know what? And when I'm in my truck, <laughs> when I'm in my truck, my truck is lifted. When I'm driving by, I can look at in the people's car. You know what I mean? I'll pass a car and I'll look in the people's car. Man, these women be out here fat in a car. They be leaned up. And I've never seen this stuff before. So I never, you know, it's a different perspective. And if I'm on my motorcycle or in my truck, I drive by a woman and they be all big, all lean back in the car with they belly all up on the, I'll be like, damn, belly all up on the steering wheel and shit. I'll be looking like, I'll be like, damn, they look all uncomfortable and shit. All behind they, all behind they car, all with they belly up on the steering wheel, all lean back with the seat all pushed back. I'm like, yo. I'm like, these people are disgraceful driving a vehicle, man. Okay, let me get back to the show. Let me let me stop. But, you know, when I look at stuff like that, I, you know, with that belly deli. Yes, in a small vehicle, too, with no get up and go. I'm like, man, that little thing knocking around, you ain't got no get up and go. It's got to pull your rear end all the way. <laughs> I'm like, man, put some pedal to the metal. Man, my car floats. All my cars got get up and go. They all supercharged. Where we at? Wheelant says compounding is like gravity, a major force you can't see with your senses. Debt is bad compounding. Gen Z can handle it. Can they handle it? Nope. No. Debt compounds and interest compounds the opposite direction at triple the speed that it does in the positive direction. So, um, you know, if you have debt, if you pay interest, if you're an interest payer, I had a church pastor that used to tell me this. There's two types of people, those who pay interest and those who make interest. Which one are you? Yes, which one are you? I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. There's people who pay interest and who make interest. Uh, making interest is a hard business because it's oftentimes, um, unless you're relatively smart and you make good moves, you're going to make uh, interest three times less. Like, it's, it takes three times uh, more time than it does. I mean, metaphorically, you know what I'm saying, right? Because the current interest rate is 9%, 8%, whatever it is, 7, 6, 5, whatever it is. But, you know, typically you're not going to make that much interest unless you're making good moves and you're smart. And most people are not. So um, that's just my general point on that one. And you can make interest, but it's slower and it takes a lot more discipline. But paying interest is fast, right? That compounds fast, fast, fast. And she bad, bad, bad. All right, shout out to Nate Bitt says, dead is like a dirt road. You run ahead and dig a hole. You run ahead and dig a hole. Dirt is like a dirt road. You run ahead and dig a hole. Wow. You run ahead and dig a hole. He says, bring that dirt back to make a hill. Just to fall in the hole you made down the road. Wow, jeez. I like that. Is that a country song? That sounds like a country song. I like that. You run ahead, dig a hole, bring the dirt back to make a hill just to fall in the hole you made down the road. Whew. Hodge says, just saw a video yesterday. Them Hellcat scat packs getting repo like crazy now. Yep. I believe the Hell Pack and the scat packs, um, those are the biggest cars that are going to be up for resale uh, because they have them in droves. A lot of ninjas, you know. We're going to talk about the black, the brothers, brothers. But them Hellcat scat, cat packs are coming back big time. Biggest repos coming up here. <laughs> what a shock. DG Seymour says there is a high probability of a crash in commercial real estate that will affect the uh, broader economy. 
This could lead to a banking and credit crisis. Stay away from consumer debt. Uh, uh, indeed, and they've been sounding the alarm on the uh, commercial real estate for quite a long time. It hasn't really hit, but I think most of it is because we're kicking the can down the road and we're putting blinders on. But commercial properties, uh, when I was in New York, I was over uh, near Wall Street, um, whatever that district is called. And they were talking about all of those buildings with the empty commercial real estate that many of them, they're trying to convert them to apartment living. So all of those office spaces aren't being utilized. And a good percentage of those buildings are trying to convert into apartments. Well, um, that works for them and it could work. It could work for that area, that district. But uh, any other type of commercial real estate that is more uh, centered around an industrial area, those people can't turn those into apartments as readily, like strip malls and those things. So if those things are being vacated, it's going to be harder to turn them into apartments, but I'm sure people will do it. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess if that happens. All right. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Shout out to my brother here. Booyah. He says, Bambaya. Bambuya? I can't even pronounce that. Are you Bambuya? He says, Bambuya says, men are a woman's economy. Wow. Give me the buzzer. God dang. But I, I like that. I don't know if you're Bambuya, but men are a woman's economy. Facts. That is an absolute fact. I mean, we're always the last to reach to when they need to be bailed out. We, we bail out women. The banks bail us. Well, we bail out the banks, right? We bail out the greater. Yeah, but yes, it, that actually is right. Okay. Deshaun Rose says, good morning, coach. I am on the road, but tuned in. Shout out to you and be safe on that road. Principi says, train yang gang for life. Train yang. All right. Yes. Oh, man. And, um, you know, the more women are frustrated by dating because listen, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. When it comes to money and finances, you know, women aren't the best. They're not the most disciplined. There are some that are, but what they really will do is they say, well, okay, well I'm struggling. So I'll find a man. Now that doesn't mean they'll find a boyfriend. They'll like do a sugar daddy. They'll go on dates. They'll, they'll maybe, uh, you know, hunker down with the individual. Uh, they'll use a person for a short-term purpose. They'll get pregnant right they'll get pregnant they'll do a lot of things to keep themselves alive and, and viable in an economy pregnancy they'll take they'll take they'll take a man back to child support court they'll divorce a guy i mean there's a lot of things that they can do to survive an economy and it ain't gonna be saving no money it's not gonna be saving money they'll just say what's the next best thing i can do <laughs> uh what's the next best thing grab a man make, make a man bail out Bail out a man, sue somebody. Like that's kind of how they look through things, and it's to be honest with you, it's faster for them. Like they could sell some tail, and it's fast for them. They could get five hundred dollars, sell some booty, just like that. Faster than I mean, they could get some booty in twenty minutes of push and shove. I mean that that's that's a big come up. Men don't have that. Yep, they could jump to OnlyFans. Um, they could do Instagram. They could go to Dubai. Like they can they can turn over money pretty relatively quick. They can file for divorce. So a woman is a man's, uh, wait, a man is a woman's economy. That's kind of how they work things out. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I saw something here. But anyway, shout out to Jacobson said, Coach, I know it's Blue Chip Wednesday, but would you, Courtney Ryan, 
I mean, if you're Courtney Ryan and you're propositioning me, that's going to be a yes. Uh, she does have a deer in headlight looks that's somewhat appealing and somewhat scary. All right, so I'm not sure what to do with her, but she has a boyfriend, I think a husband or a fiance, so she's off limits to me. But um, <laughs> Courtney Ryan, I know she watches my show too. I mean, she was running neck and neck with me. I was ahead of her in subs and, of course, now – because she's a woman, ninjas now support her, and it's, it is what it is. All right. Uh, now she got like, uh, but shout out to her boyfriend or fiance. He's a watch guy. I actually watched him um, when I was watching watch videos, and I knew a Courtney. I knew of her channel, and then I was looking, and I was like, wait a minute. I saw her on his channel, and I put two and two together, and I was like, aha. <laughs> Hey, sometimes, and I don't want to take away from people's, um, you know, I don't want to take away from people's success. However, when you start putting things together and connecting the dots, the shit makes sense, man. Now you start seeing how people have access and instructions to do what they do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I see how. I see you got some help. They always get help, fam. They always get help. Let's get, let me stop. I done sent y'all simps over there. Y'all don't even know who she is. Anyway, aha, let's get back to the show. Oh, we running Straggle and Sniggle Theater, but uh, let's get into the intro. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. 50 on the five, sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, I'm coughing. Excuse me, <laughs> choking on my coughing. All right, uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, all right, we got some fun happening here. We got some fun happening here. What do we got here on Straggle and Sniggle Theater? Uh, we got uh, Kaylee. Speaking of flatbacks, look at this flatbacks. Uh, flatbacks. Ladies, uh, aren't there any flatbacks watching us? Any flatbacks? All right, good. We could talk about them. All right, um, here's a Kaylee right here. If you know any Kayleys with dogs, you might want to see how she treats her pet. Uh, for some reason, uh, dogs used to be a man's best friend, but they are now a woman's best friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you cannot see a woman. Like, women used to get cats. Now they all get dogs. And not only do they get dogs, they tend to get big dogs. This is because they probably live alone more and they need a protector and need to feel secure so they don't need no man. They'll just get a dog. But um, you got to watch your flatback. All right, watch how they treat dogs. We actually showed you videos of them doing nefarious things with them, uh, you know, kissing them all in their mouth and all kind of stuff like that. But uh, let's see what this woman's going to do here. We don't need any music, apparently. Yeah, um, apparently. Yeah, they, they tend to do stuff like this. And uh, yeah, oh, man, I would never. Oh, my God, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I mean, this their connection with their dogs is just a little too much. But shout out to my dog, Nova. Uh, she has a new video out on her channel, and I'll pull it up here in a minute just so you can see. So I'm cool with Nova, but I definitely ain't going to have a – this is not good here. We we can't do this, man. This is just not – this is inhumane. Listen, I don't want to offend anyone, but, like, this is just going too far. Like, what are we doing? We treat these people better we, than we treat the men. Like, what are – this is going – I mean, <laughs> and the dog even leaning away. Look at the dog. Like, what? what is wrong with this? What is... Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. The dog even leaning away. Like, what in the hell wrong with this person, man? They, they be having codependent relationships with their they pets, and they do way more than this. If you ever actually see if there's any uh, crisp, uh, crunchy peanut butter remains in their bed, um, 
There was a one woman that came out, Whitney, Wisconsin, talking about these women are lying. I should pull up Whitney. No, I can't pull up Whitney, Wisconsin on YouTube. I can't pull it up. But Whitney, Wisconsin was like, these women lying to you. They have sex with their dogs. And not only that, there was a woman recently arrested for this, by the way. All right. So we're, we're not jumping to conclusions here. Let me see here. Woman arrested. And I actually reported on this. Um, let me see here. Let me see if I can do the dog thing. Uh, it says right here. Let me see if I can pull it up. I don't want to pull it up. I don't want to pull it up. But um, <clears throat> oh, I got it right here. Uh, where is Dothan, Alabama again? Holy mackerel! All right, Alabama's in the news recently. Right there it says right there, Dothan woman arrested for having sex with their dog. Um, so listen, I'm not I'm not one to bring out a lot of doom and gloom, but let's see if I, they have a picture of her. They don't, <laughs> but there it is right there. A uh, 35-year-old right there. Three counts of bestiality. Hey, man, peanut butter. Peanut butter be out there. Uh, y'all got to watch these people out here, man. This cold, cold world out here. It's an evil world we live in. Sweet home Alabama. It's it's a cold, cold world out there. But listen, this is Straggle Sniggle Theater. Let's move on. And let's move on to men in relationships. Um, You know, I know you incels and men that uh, can't get relationships. Maybe you're not an incel and you're just a guy frustrated by the dating marketplace. And what you see is you see people in relationships. You go out, right? You listen to 12 hours of red pill. And then you, you'd be like, yeah, F these hoes. But then you go outside and you go to a mall, you go to the uh, fair and the festival, the farmer's market, and you see people in relationships. And you'd be like, wait a minute. Like, what am I missing here? And these people seem to be in relationships and they seem to be working fine. But what you don't understand is many of these men are in subpar positions. Many of these men are in relationships where they're partners, they're cucks, they're dominated. They, they're not getting much value. Just because you see them for a moment in time and you see them on Instagram doesn't mean that they're winning out here in their relationship. They could be taking a fat L. Take in case, case in point, this woman right here and this man, okay? Now, for all intents and purposes, you would think that they would be in a decent relationship. You would think that he would have leverage and options. You would think that he has balance or maybe some, uh, some you know, she's cooking and cleaning. Well, tell, take a look at the body language. She definitely been had a 304 uh, phase in her life. This woman been passed around the college dorms, and she's well past all of that. She's been there, done that. And that's you. All right, and you can tell this dude a goofy, recessed chin, simp, all right, who's just, you know, uh, pandas to this woman, all right? Basically, lits her buck, right? So here we go right here. Oh, and this is going to prove it. Uh, let's let's play the video. Uh, let's play the video. It's, oh, they're married, too. If your husband... Husband was wrongfully convicted, how long would you wait for him? Six months, max. Hey. Let me play the whole video. My bad. I'm trying to get the volume right. Let me, let me play the whole video. All right. If your husband was wrongfully convicted, how long would you wait? Let's go ahead and play it. If your husband was wrongfully convicted, how long would you wait for him? Six months, max. Hey. And we've been together 15 years. How long would you wait for her? Forever. Bye. Don't lie. By what? The more you know, you're replaceable, but she's forever. All right. So um, if you look at the dynamics, first of all, again, dynamics are key. <clears throat> she asked him the question. She asked her the question about him. She answered it. He asked her. Wait, let me let me state that again. He asked her the question. She answered it for herself. 
Then the interviewer asked him the question and she answered it for him. Mm. All right. Did you notice that? She answered for him. So she answered for herself and then answered for him. But guys, that's not, that's not a uncommon occurrence in their relationship. That is actually the standard. We just see in a glimpse of it. That dude is henpecked. That dude is domesticated. That dude is ran over. That dude has no leverage. And the fact that she's saying with confidence, don't lie. You ain't going nowhere. You waiting for me. You ain't got no other hoes. You can't get no punani out here. I've been in the streets. I she like, you ain't going nowhere, you goofy. She like, you ain't going nowhere. But her, she said, I'll be back in the streets in six months. In the street. <laughs> Let's look at the dynamic again. Guys, when you see people in relationships, you think, oh, maybe they have. A no, the dynamic is all fucked up. And the guy just doesn't know his value. All right, let's play it again. If your husband was wrongfully convicted, how long would you wait for him? Six months, max. Dang. And we've been together 15 years. How long would you wait for her? Forever. Five. Don't lie. Five what? The more. And the way she. Five what? Five what? Say it. Now, you know what happened? He didn't get no punani that night. You know what happened? She basically was like, oh, word. Okay, you're going to do me like that? All right, no sex for you. Oh, please, honey. Please, honey, give me that little golden for JJ. Please. It's the only one I got. Like, you see this, man? And by the way, somebody says she ain't lying. Oh, yeah, she's exerting dominance over this guy. Now, when he answered, when she answered, I just want to see you just dynamics. When she answered, when he didn't like the answer, did he confront her? Nope. Did he say, bitch, you crazy? And then he had to wait for uh, 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 when he asked the question. Well, I'll wait for you forever. Now, watch. Watch the body language. Watch the. I'm telling you, man, people don't notice these things. I notice them. This man's being dominated. Let's continue here. Your husband was wrongfully convicted. How long would you wait for him? Six months. Max. Damn. So he had to say his protest in silence. His protest was in silence. Damn. Damn, she did me like that. He didn't object. He didn't say, bitch, you crazy. He didn't say nothing. Damn. That's, that's henpecked. We've been together 15 years. How long would you wait for her? Forever. Look at that. Forever. Um, I, I just want to say this, and this is not a reach. White women do this to minority boyfriends. I'm just letting you know. White women do this to minority boyfriends. They do it to their white men too, but they do this to really bad to minority boyfriends. Um, I just want to let you know. All right. It's it's uh it's kind of like a um it's kind of like a recognition of of class. It's basically like you can't get over on me. I'm I'm the princess of society, right? You can't I, I got I got too much leverage over you. Don't don't try me, don't pull no shit. You lucky to have me type shit. You lucky to have me type shit, right? And you better. I'm going to make sure you pay up the nose to have it. All right. So I'm going to tell you, this is very common. Here we go. Don't lie. Don't, look at that. Don't lie. And a passive aggressive smile. Um, watch out how they passive aggressively demean you as well. All right. I've had my share of white women. I know. Uh, they get into the passive aggressive demeaning and uh, they will snipe at you and snip at you and smile in your face. This is somewhat opposite of almost all other race of women, only them, they, they primarily do this type of passive aggressive uh, sniping attacks. And what it'll do is they'll smile at you the entire time. All right, so let's continue. My 
Five what? Five what? Look at this. Look at that. See, that's that's that that's passive aggressive dominance. She she puffed her chest out. Hey, anytime you do this to a person, I'm a, anytime you do this to a person, this is like telling them like, try me. Try me. You you're 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 putting your chest out. You put your chin up. Like what, what you gonna do? Right? Like if and men know this body language, let's just say this. If this is a man, if this is a man doing this to you, what you gonna do? You're gonna be like, you're gonna step back and put your guard up. You say, what the, like, what, ninja? What? I'm sorry, what, ninja, what? And you're going to stop, square up. You're going to put your chest out and your chin up. Uh, so if you look at this, you guys got to read this. This is a chest out, chin up, and she leaned into him. Five what? Say it. Say it. Next thing that happened to you, that's what that is. <laughs> that's a dominant position. Um, anybody that un don't understand this, Body language says more than verbal language. So when people talk about reading your mind, it's because they're trying to say, hey, you need to read the signs, read my facial expressions, read my body language. We can say more with our body language and our face than we can't say with our words. So these, all of these body languages is aggressive. All right. A submissive body language would be if she bent her knee. All right. And pulled her shoulders in. And pull her chin down. Just as much as a chin up is dominance, this is submissive. All right? And so this is a dominant position. And a threatening position. I'm a, what, what you going to do? What? 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 So watch out for this, man. We, be careful. When people think that you need to hear a conversation, for instance, in the Birmingham or Montgomery boat incident, people were like, well, we can't hear what they're saying. You don't need to hear them. You don't need to hear a word they were saying. You can see clearly with the body language of everybody involved, you, that's all you needed to know in many cases on many of the interactions with the people. You didn't need to know any words. Everything could be expressed with everybody's body language, all right? So you didn't need to hear any damn thing. It was all said with their bodies. In this, in this situation right here, this is body language. This is body language. The body language telling it all. I'm going to look up, put my nose up at you. Chin up what, mother what? I dare you say. So watch out for this, and uh, I'm here to teach. <laughs> I'm here to teach. Uh, anyway, let's get in here. And energy, body language and energy. Uh, let's go to this straggle and sniggle right here. It looks like Unk or Pops took his young boys and his nephew to Hooters for the first time. Let's give these young boys a round of applause and watch the video here. <laughs> Here we go right here. Hey, boy. We finna eat good today, ain't it, my boy? Yes, the girl who was selling down had a wagon on her. A wagon? What is a wagon? All right, boys. All right. Well, why y'all all looking days? Why y'all looking over there, boy? What you looking over there for? Well, that's big, yeah. I'm like something more than food. Please, she come in my house. Uh gosh. Mighty. That chicken look good. Stop playing with me. Hey, boy. We finna eat. <laughs> yeah, that brother's starving. Man, them young boys starving, boy. They seeing booty wagging around. He said she got a wagon, brother. Hey, man, he got all them teeth showing. Hey, man, let's give them a round of applause for going to your first Hooters, man. Yeah, man, everybody got to go. Got to take the boys out there. Look at them, boy. Hey, he ain't been happy. He ain't been as happy in months. <laughs> all right. He said that girl got a wagon. All right, she got a little junk in the trunk. Look at all that wagon she dragging. All right, yeah, my brother out here. 
And them young boys like, he said pervert training. Mm-mm. All right, let them young boys see a little booty out here. Booty, booty. And shout out to the moms for participating. Letting these young boys get a little testosterone. First shot of their testosterone shot. <laughs> the sister said, these boys can look, but you can't. All right, let me go ahead and play the video here. He good today, ain't it, my boy? <laughs> He's showing teeth, boy. Look how happy the boy is. Look how happy the boy is. Look at how happy the boy is. Come on, man. Girl who sat us down had a wagon. <laughs> Look at mom. Hey, man, shout out for mom for being a, a good sport on this one. Uh, people are taking, you know, they they going to read into this too much. Hooters is not a strip club, by the way. All right. They, they pseudo strippers, but it is what it is. And mom's participating. We got to give mom a round of applause, too. I'll give her a round of applause. She's being a good sport. She being a good sport. She like these boys going to want some booty. 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 All right. Here we go. Look at them boys. He breaking neck. All right, we gonna have to get the. We'll, let's reel this in, brothers. Yeah, that brother started. All right, let him let him smile a little bit. Let him get it, and then now we gotta teach him. We gotta teach him to get this shit under control. Come on, man. Y'all breaking too many necks around here. All right, boys. All right. Look at them boys out there. Look at them boys. This is ridiculous. <laughs> they definitely look like they up to no good. Shout out to. <laughs> hey, man. Chill out. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. <laughs> reel this in. All right, come on, man. We don't want to get no charges. So let's teach the brothers how to reel it in. But, you know, first time out, you're going to lose a little control. You're going to break a couple of necks. First time out. All right, well, why y'all all in the days? Why y'all looking over there? What you looking over there for? Uh-oh. I like something more than food. Please, she come in my house. Oh, he said, come to my house. Hey, man. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> my man says, can she come to my house? Oh, man, my brother out here, he out here wants a freshman. He Joe Biden. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> All right, man, come on, man. This is terrible, man. Hey, man, reel it in a little bit, man. We need some, some salami discipline. I don't want to talk about his. But we need to teach them how to discipline this. The first time out, I understand. This is definitely mesmerizing for these gentlemen. Uh, but uh, we need to relax just a little bit, sir. All right, you're a little aggressive with it, man. <laughs> yeah, moms. Gosh, mighty. All right, look at daddy. Daddy's starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Daddy like, oh, we just going to take the boys to go look at a little boohoo tea. We just going to take the boys to look at it. Um. I'm not going to enjoy anything. Now he out here starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. That chicken look good. Stop playing. Oh, man. All right. So now she didn't want. Why she didn't want him to look, man? That's reprehensible behavior. You can't take a man to a booty shop and not make me look at the booty. All right, man. Anyway, shout out to them, man. And if you're taking this too hard, you need to go get a life. Let's go to the next one right here. Uh, let's talk about what the JUCO looks like. When you got a little money out here, and it works this way. I got money. The money a little bit funny. I can't play the audio, but this is a guy who um, um, definitely came back with the club with a little a bit of somewhat the JUCO. Let's play the video. Uh, there you go right there. As you can see, he's in a two-seater, but they piling in. All right, they piling in, and they going to get throttled. Yes. Trying. 
All right, that's what's going to be happening today. Oh, yes, indeed. And, of course, when you have a supercar, it does become easy to book. All right, and it's a lawyer, too. All right, the lawyers be out here pulling that bad bunny right there. And, of course, he got him a couple snow bunnies, and snow bunnies be acting real debaucherous around money. Boy, they some big gold diggers out there. And he got nothing but legs. She got legs. Feet all out. Feet all hurting. All right, but they piling in the two-seater uh, with no problems. Yes, sir. Take me where you're going. All right, fill out the yes, indeed. All right, and they showing teeth. Niggas always got to show they teeth. Yes, indeed. Yes, the Bugatti. Bugatti. And, of course, this is how you get a charge, but you got to make sure your stuff is in order. Look, booty's hanging out. Uh, all it takes, man. Listen, money does cure a lot of ills. I got money. All right. <laughs> All right, money does cure a lot of ills, and yes, they will pile in your two-seater, and yes, all women do this. And, of course, lawsuit. Hey, we don't want to – this is on Las Vegas, too, so I don't know why he put his license plate out there like that, but he did. I didn't put it out there. He already got massive views, and they go to legs on the inside. He going to be at the junior college, the Bruce Wayne of this ish out here. Um, But uh, this is how they work. Don't get mad, ninjas. Just level up. Levels it. Hey, leveraging options. Listen, I used to get mad, too. But it is how it is, and yes, they're going to get throttled and properly discarded for recreational use. Probably they're going to make a couple of dollars out of this. This guy's not going to miss the dollars. He's just going to kiss it. All right, it is what it is, and yes, that's how they work. That's how they work, man. I'm telling you, man, it's just it's just part of the game. It's the game of life. I know ninjas be like, he tricking. Do you think this money he about to spend is going to mean anything to him? It is going to mean nothing. He's going to earn it back in interest. Shout out to the Bentley Continental GT in front of him. That's my favorite car. One of these days, one of these days. All right, but there you go right there. The Juco is always litty. The Juco is always in. And somebody says escort indeed. All right, and it is what it is. Don't think, hey, ain't no shame in nobody's game out here. The only shame is if you can't participate in the game. It is all what it is. Nobody's shame in nobody's game out here. But as you can see, the evidence is there. And as Frederick Casey Price used to say, evidence Dun, dun, evidence is your life peering on evidence evidence is here man so I, look as much as you might want to be mad and call these hoes name we don't call them names we just don't we just say uh she's not in, out of my league she's out of my price range she's not out of my league she's out of my price range this ninja figured it out and he got them going home in pairs and anybody saying that these girls are mud ducks man i don't know what to tell you out here bruh all right, anybody saying these girls is ugly, fam? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. They might even not be your type. They might be fake. Yes, they got hair extensions and, and fake tans and all that shit. Come on, man. He going to enjoy his time. And uh, that's how they work out here, fam. All right, that's how they work. And if you still in denial, go over to CoachGregAddlesLocals.com. If, if you're still in denial and don't think this is happening out here, I don't know where you at. All right. Uh, could they fit in the 911? Well, the 911 doesn't have that much space, but I've piled them in as well. He said they're flat chested. And <laughs> there's many men who like flat chest. Not not every man likes big titties. All right. So we listen, uh, what what we want men to do is we can't be critical of everything. All right. You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect and everybody has a type. There's a lot of men that like women with no titties at all. That might be something that is hard to discuss. But there are some men that like A cups and sub A cups. But that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. Uh, let's continue with the show. Titties are overrated to me anyway. 
Um, titties are overrated to me anyway. They're they're almost like useless. I mean, they they serve a purpose for about five minutes. Then I forget about them. <laughs> All right. I forget about them after five minutes. He says sour grapes. Yeah, man, I, I don't want men, you know, my, part of my show, and shout out to obstacles to opportunity to obstacles, obstacles to opportunities. He christened my space the after pill. He christened my space the after pill. And I'm leading men from that red pill rage into the after pill because I graduated from red pill rage probably three or four years ago. And I did several videos on how to graduate out of that red pill rage. One of the signs is taking unnecessary shots at women, right? Women that you might not even interact with. You might not be able to get, maybe you can't afford it. Maybe it's something it's, it's, and and taking these unnecessary shots kind of hints at that. We want to just be able to put them in categories. This is why I talk about the spectrum. Because sometimes the spectrum, we, we believe that, oh, well, there's a perfect woman out here, or these women aren't these women. This is why we teach you the spectrum. They're kind of all like this. They kind of go through this. And most of them, this is why we talk about Master Splinter and Muskrats. So a person says, he's fine, and this one's fine. We, we say they all pretty much are sevens and below. That's an afterpill. That's an afterpill mindset. Not, there's not many nines and tens. Most of them are made up to be that. So when, you, when, you, when you're comfortable with your leverage position, you don't have to take shots at them because you're already above them. And if you don't want to deal with them, you could just say, you can put them to the side. Eh, you know what? You could probably dismiss them. But, you know, we, we want to get to that after pill. We want to get to that. He says, what's red pill rage? Uh, just stay, stick around. Red pill rage is a real thing. Um, it's a real thing. And I don't want men to have that. Right, I understand the necessity for it, and I understand if you have it, and I can help you through it because it's like one of those things. It's kind of like a thing that keeps you poor. Red pill rage is a thing that keeps you poor. It keeps you messed up, and it keeps women on a pedestal. It keeps you pedestalizing them. It keeps them in your forethought. It keeps them in the most important things of your life. So now what you have to do is knock them off that pedestal. You have to knock them off the pedestal, so you have to take a shot at them. I don't need to take a shot at them. Now, I can use humor, all right? I can use humor, but in situations where it's like, oh, they are, these, these hoes ain't shit. We don't have to, we don't have to do that. We, we don't want to do that. That's going to keep you out of the blue chip mindset. All right, so anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Do we have more straggling sniggle? No, nah, we ain't got no mo. All right, so we're headed back to um, we're headed back to the outro. How about we do that? Yeah. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like five fifty on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the guys that you know. Red pill rage is a thing that it's something that I acknowledge. Um, I actually told you the steps, the steps of grief, of how you have to. I'm gonna tell you another thing that red pill rage costs. It, it costs you uh the perspective of of getting through the reality, right? So you're in the red pill. You took the red pill, but you're still in denial. You're still trying to bargain, right? The bargaining stage. Uh, I did, If you look this up, I've done like three videos on this at least. So denial, anger, bargaining, all right? And then the, third, the fourth one is going to be um, depression, and then the last one is acceptance, all right? So those are the five stages, and those are the universal five stages of grief, right? And we experience grief early on with women. We have to acknowledge this. I know a lot of people want to say, this isn't true. 
Um, you just mad at the girls in your middle school and high school that did you dirty. Well, we have to acknowledge that that is a, that is a reality for most men that in that age, when they want acceptance from women, they overwhelmingly get rejected for at least five, 10, sometimes 15 years. That causes grief. That causes trauma. Of course, men's trauma and grief is not acknowledged. We're supposed to just get over it. But a lot of men went through their worst phase and those years. Then it causes grief. So what you do is you're in denial of that grief. Well, I don't care about all these hoes. You do. Then the next phase is you are mad at them. Many people get stuck right there. Then you can't elevate into your masculinity. Okay. Then you get into the stage of bargaining. Well, maybe not all. Maybe I'm a purple pill. I'll have hope. Maybe one day. Uh, maybe I'll meet the girl of, girl of my dreams. You start bargaining with the shit. And maybe if I do this, I won't do this, and I won't do this. I'll sign a prenup, and I'll do bargaining, bargaining. That is a stage of grief that men get stuck in. Then, after that, you become depressed because you go through the bargaining. Even the bargaining doesn't work. You start making deals with these hoes. Then you start or start making bad deals with bad women. Okay, then you start to, they start to become depressed. A lot of people get stuck there. They're depressed. Oh, shit, man, there's no hope. Why? Because some woman didn't validate you. Okay, there's more things to life. Once you figure that out and see that, 90% of what you get out of uh, the enjoyment of this life is not women. 10% of it is women. You got to get to that leverage position. Then the last stage is accept. Accept reality. Accept your fate. Accept what is and control what you can and not try to control what you can't. Accept. I'm telling you, you got to work through those stages to be able to get through here. If you skip stages, you're going to be back at stage one and two. But uh, people are like, I'm depressed. You out here sharing this information, but you're missing where I'm sharing where the successes are, right? I'm telling you where the success is. It's not women. It's one of the biggest thing that men have to get over in their lives. Now, can you have women be a part of your success? Yes. But you think your success is related to women and it's not. It is not. Much of my success came outside of women. And the success that I have with women today, it ain't even, it ain't even a part of my makeup of who I am. It, it doesn't even make me who I am. It's just par for the course. It's like, yeah. Okay, good. I'm in a better place than a lot of men, but I don't look at that as, that defines me. That proves that I have game. Nah, that don't prove shit. <laughs> right? I want to see some other things you need to know. That's a blue chip mindset moment, by the way. And I'm, I'm here for men to get through that. Because let me just tell you one more thing. Women are put off by all of this anger and rage. They are really, this really doesn't help you, right? If you think that's going to help you, it's not. Not with them. And not only that, it ain't helping you at all. But I understand, meaning that I don't judge you because of, but I want to help you through it. Where are we at? Durico is in the building. Shout out to you for your cash app. All right, cash app. Where are we at? Cash app, cash app. Where are we at here? Okay. I think uh, Abel Returns to Eden says the best investment for a man is a vasectomy. Well, I'm not going to get into that. All right, because uh, people, um, you know, because then people, you know, remember your boy, your boy, the gatekeeper got in trouble for that. So I'm not going to uh, use that as a prescription. 
But um, there are some people that could do that and um, it might be worth it for them and it might not be worth it for others. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, here we go right here. Grease Man, Texas man says, my father took me to my first strip club during a visit trip or a family trip to New Orleans when I was eight. Told my mother years later after Pops died, she was disgusted. I explained to her that it was the best present I ever received from him and men are wired differently. Get over it. Yeah, see, women are never... They're never going to figure that out. Um, I used to go to Hooters, and even when I was married, you know, my family would go to Hooters. Uh, a lot of people would, like, if you've never been in one, you have an idea of what it is. It's very harmless. Um, and um, I don't go to them often now because they're, it's, it's somewhat, to me, a novice viewing of women. It's very novice to me, and it's almost, um, yeah, it's, it's very beneath me, let me just say. Well, for my life experience, Hooters is very beneath me. But I understand why people would go. It's kind of nervous, kind of harmless interaction with, you know, low-quality women. <laughs> low-quality women? They're, they're not really high-quality at all. Uh, but um, it is a place to go. It's, it's, sort of, it's, it's lame to me, but that's just me. For, for a novice guy, kind of... But by the way, what I was going to say is a lot of families go there. All right. So you might think that it's only gross old men going there, but a lot of, a lot of families go there, uh, especially on football Sundays, football Sundays, a lot of families are in there. Um, and uh, a lot of um, like primarily, it just depends on where you live, but I see families in there all the time. All right. Kids, uh, wives, husbands. I see this all the time and I see, see it as somewhat harmless and, more probably healthy for the woman to participate in, right? Like having your husband get something visual so that when he has four or five beers in him and you go back and have sex with him, he can have someone to think of uh, because he's going to need it. Yeah, he's going to need it to someone to think of. And Hooters is going to help him get a good, uh, have, have a good lay in the bed. And women who acknowledge this actually probably have better sexual relationships with their husband. Men are visual. Men think of other women when they're in bed with women, even their long, even their wives. So helping him out by giving him something visual to look at and not touch will have him better lay you down in bed. And women don't acknowledge this shit. He should be thinking of me. He ain't thinking of you. He thought of you might be the first three times he gave you sex. Yes, he gave you sex. Maybe the first three times. Every time after that, he's been thinking about another person, another woman. <laughs> All right. So get over it. Yes. Get over it. Give him something to look at and stare at. And this woman's going to come around and parade her cleavage in front of him. And he's going to be able to put it in his spank bank so that when he's laying down with his fat, portly wife, he can think about that young girl that was in college struggling to pay her bills. And he can have a whole fantasy leaning up to a big old roar. Roar! Mm. <laughs> He's going to have a big old roar. Roar! Thinking of that young girl coming around with the tight booty shorts. It's all good. He said, you're a traitor. <laughs> hey, man, women need to accept this. Any women in denial, stop. Any women in denial here, this shouldn't even be a secret. I know, man, it's a secret, but this shouldn't even be a secret. This is the absolute facts. <laughs> all right because look without that you trying to go through keep it up for the woman 
She's like, come on, honey, get you some. You're like, okay, all right, got to go. All right, you having a whole conversation, giving your wife strokes. She's telling you, oh, look at me. Oh, I'm looking to pay my way through school. Oh, yes, you seem like a nice, strange man. Oh, I'll have sex with you. I'm only 21 years old. Yep. You having a whole fantasy in your head. You're like, oh, here you go. Getting the best, your wife getting the best strokes of her life. While your face is in a pillow, face full of sweat, and her legs are up. <laughs> All right, look, don't be mad at me. Be mad at God. God listen, why y'all mad at me? God made us this way. The good Lord made us this way. He said, you spying on me? No, I'm a man. I know how men work. And the, the thing is, men can't express this, but people need to accept it. We need to accept it. If we get to the point of acceptance in our society, um, instead of what we should be doing, we would be better people as human beings. We need to accept this. We need to accept this about men. Men, this is how we work. We're hardwired for this. <laughs> We're, this is how we made up. This is how we're made. Um, and finding it is just, it, dude, I think our society is somewhat sexually repressed, right? A lot of the things that we do, because we're a Puritan society, if you will, now we're a sodomite society in Gomorrah. All right, now we're out of control and our sexual repression is being displayed in debauchery. We need to wheel it in. We can do this healthily, but mentally we have to, oh, yeah, I only think of my wife and her fupa. <laughs> no man i acknowledge i acknowledge my fetish i acknowledge what i like i tell people up front it is what it is <laughs> all right any woman watching it right now any woman watching this with uh cga they're watching it with their man they're looking at you now like you laughing and sniggling <laughs> you sniggling right now and she like, you laughing at this? <laughs> you can't get it out of the <laughs> I know you ain't laughing. This ain't true, is it? You like, nah, baby. <laughs> Man, don't listen to him. He just making up stuff. That ain't how I feel about you. I only think about you and the cottage cheese on your thighs. That's it. <laughs> All right, anyway, listen. Hey, I hate to do this too. I'm not do I'm helping you guys out, man. I'm helping you guys out. Tell your girls to take you to Hooters, man, on Sunday. <laughs> All right, just so you can have some material. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Listen. Ladies, I will tell on you too. You guys do this too. You guys do this too. So men, don't let them get it. Don't get it twisted. They're doing the same thing. They just don't tell you. So, I'm here to tell you. They're doing the same thing. They would never tell you, though. I would never think of another guy. Dude, they think of celebrities. They think of all kind of things. Great role play. All right, this is why they need the fantasy buildup. They're doing the same thing to you. They just ain't going to tell you. Because why? Your ego can't handle it. Just like they mad right now, me telling them about you, um, their ego knows that they can't handle the fact that they were fantasizing about another man. Oh, yeah. They fantasize about men all the time. All right, and it ain't you. <laughs> uh, not only to mention that their body count from the past matters too. Shout out to Kaylin says, so coach, you're saying boobs are more useless than booty. 
How so? They have, uh, there has to be something I'm missing. Uh, just think about this. Think about the ratio of time. I don't know if you're a virgin, maybe not. Think about the ratio. Think about the time spent on whatever you're doing. All right. Where you spend the most time is where the most value is. You're probably spending more time around the abdominal region than you are in the chesticle region. So where's the, where's the most time spent? There's your answer. All right, let's get into this right here. We got our man, Rusted Junk. Uh, let's see here. Rusted Junk says, CGA, good morning. He says, the women out in Minnesota are big. We call them snow cows. When I'm on the road, I see a lot of them in SUVs and trucks because it's easier to get their wide butts in and out of those sedans and coupes. Ladies are packing the pounds. Uh, we got to talk about that. Oh, speaking of, I wonder if I show. Hmm. Oh, man, I had this video. I know this is the blue chip mindset. We're going to get back to it. But there was a video I wanted to show you of um, Ukrainian women. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, that ain't it. Right. All right. All kind of videos about to pop up. I got too many in my browser. But uh, they showed a Ukrainian nightclub. Man, there was nothing but flatbacks in there, man. There was a not one overweight woman over there. Now, shout out to the brothers that like overweight women. It is what it is. Everybody has their preferences. No judgment zone over here. But um, let me see if I can find it. It was quite amazing. Let me see here. I don't know if I can find it. It's going to be take too long. It's going to take too long. And I find that to be, you know, for me, it's just, ah, oh, man, shit. I wish I could find it. Anyway. Like, there were none. Everybody was somewhat fit. I'll find it later. But look, let me get back to the show. Shout out to all the wives that are listening to me that's going to go to their husband today. Do you think of other women other than me? Somebody says, let's see it. Uh, let's see what we got right here. What are we doing here? Domesticated husbands or does her past matter? All right, it's her past matter. All right, then we'll go domesticated husbands. Then we're going to go to Reese Witherspoon and then things that keep you poor. Uh, does her past matter? Uh, here it is right here. Oh, this wonderful, beautiful woman here. Uh, let's look at this cutie. All right, this woman uh, is being interviewed behind the walls of the belly of the beast. Let's listen to this woman here. Addie. Addie? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here today? I'm just talking. She's doing a little crafting, a little writing. Some c cards. You're yeah. sending cards out. Mother's Day cards. It's coming up, so we got to get them out. Yeah. Does your mother come to see you here? Um, no. My mother, she lives out of state, so she really doesn't come up here much. She's, she's never come to see you at all? No. We just talk on the phone. Yeah. And how long have you been in this prison? Um, since 2006. 2006? Yes. That's... All right. And so take a look at her. She's in, uh, in prison. She's been in prison since 2006. Uh, everybody can hear this, hopefully. And, uh, you know, she's... In prison, so she don't have makeup and hair done and all that stuff. But she seems like a decent individual. Would you guys give her a pass? She doesn't seem like she has a mean bone in her body. Would you give her a pass? Would you date this woman? I mean, listen, I'm, we're not saying the looks are great. All right, would you date this woman? She seems like she wouldn't harm a fly. Uh, honestly, possibly there might be a mistake as to why she's in prison. Maybe she'll explain it. Let's let her explain it. All right, here we go right here. Uh... A long time for Seven me. Seven years. <laughs> yeah. But it's a long time not only for you, but for anybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. How did that, that come about? What, um, I got strong arm robbery charges. Uh-oh. So. Strong arm robbery charges. Yeah, that's more for, like, physical 
um, robbery. Like, I didn't have a gun or anything. I was fighting, punching, you know, that kind of stuff. What were you robbing? Oh, people. Sorry. Uh-oh. Uh, there it is with a smile. Mm, she looks a little deceptive to me. She definitely looks like she's trouble. And she's playing that voice up. She's playing cute and docile. And, of course, when you're in prison, you have to do that. You ain't got another, you ain't got shit else to do. And you might get out early on good behavior. Strong arm robbery. All right. But she said there was no weapons, weapons, and she's robbing people. Mm. All right. She's robbing people, of course, probably with a pooky boyfriend. You're going to find this out. Let's go ahead and let it continue. <laughs> it was three people. What was this in the street? Yeah, we were driving around. We stopped when we seen people walking. We hopped out the car, bum rushed them, kind of beat them up, knocked them down, tried to snatch them. In these streets. All right. And so she was in these streets. Okay. She jumping out of cars, bum rushing ninjas. In these streets. All right. Mm, damn, man. I thought she was a sweetie. She was cutie pie. You're the reason why. All right. Whoa. She's strong arm robbing people. With that innocent look looking up at me like that. Like, she looking at me like this. Okay, daddy. She looking like me. He look, she looking at him like this. Get him, daddy. All right. After I finish raining on her. Yes. that she, she looking like she just finished all swallowing daddy right there. Okay, daddy. Looking up to me. Daddy, do you have more? Get him, daddy. All right, let's continue. Purses. So you, you robbed three people? Yeah. How much did you take? Oh, it was only $300 from that robbery. So oh, man, $300? really wasn't nothing. A stupid decision. Not worth anything, especially. Damn. Three. Get him, Dad. All right, $300? $300. You in prison for 300 bucks? Damn. All right. She looking. Okay, Daddy. All right, let's figure out what happened here. All these years of my life. When you say from that robbery, you suggest that there were other instances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You doing this a lot. So she was strong arm robbing a lot of ninjas out here. Be on your P's and Q's. In these streets. She was out here strong arm robbing many people. Of course, she's not lying. She's actually playing feminine. She's actually playing docile and submissive. She's actually looking at her like she want to get that bag and run real quick. You gotta get my bag and run. All right. But she just want to get out from behind these walls. All right. She just acting nice so she can get out of prison. <laughs> yeah, there was. I just didn't get caught. Oh, yeah, she just didn't get caught. Now she's looking. See, she ain't looking so. F Look, when it comes to women, gentlemen, when it comes to women, they're all. They're, listen, good girls are just uh, bad girls who haven't been caught. So this is the spectrum that we talk about. She seems like a common sense girl. She seems intelligent. She seems like she wouldn't hurt a fly. She seems very feminine and submissive, but she's playing a role. She's acting. She also can strong arm rob you. She also can put you in jeopardy. She also can commit felonies. Now, I'm not saying all women can do this, but she just acknowledged, I got caught on that one for $300, but I was doing this quite often, all right? Just like that. This is why vetting them is, is highly encouraged. Here we go. How, how old were you when you started on this, may I call it a career? Um, well, since I was about 13. What did I tell you, gentlemen? Give me my flowers. Give me my damn flowers, man. I'm tired of y'all ninjas out here. I'm playing the game with y'all ninjas. Come on. Stop with the bullshit. I'm tired of these people trying to hear, run around telling these kids they too damn young. They young and dumb until they 25. Bullshit. Bullshit. 
13, Ninja. 13. What do I tell you, man? 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old women can do a lot of damage. Most of their damage was done during those years. But we want to keep ignoring it. I'm tired of this shit. She's been out here strong arm robbing since 13. Oh, that ain't the only thing she's been doing since 13. I ain't even done with the video. She's going to acknowledge that too. I'm tired of this shit. Y'all act like these people just dumb. Oh, she 18, she 19. Coach, what are you doing? Bruh, they be doing crazy shit up until that point. And I got another video to prove it. Um, Let's listen again. <laughs> let's listen again to this shit. Hold up for a second. School? Um, I went to school up until like 10th grade. Then I started fighting and expelled and I just stopped going. Yep, 10th grade. I've been telling you, man. 10th grade. We're also going to find out. We're also going to find out why she also stopped going to school in 10th grade. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. So 13, strong arm robbing, probably fornicating. Uh, dropped out of school, 10th grade. That's like 15 or 16, 14, 15, 16. Let's continue. I'm actually really smart in school. I always had straight A's, but I just couldn't stay there. Always fighting, getting expelled. Well, why couldn't you stay there? Why did you find the need to fight? What, what? I just have a really horrible anger problem. So I yep, there it is. Anger problem, guys. And look at her, man. This is a, this is a cute girl. I mean, she has no, you know, if she was all dressed and dolled up, she probably look better, but she's behind prison walls. She has an anger problem. What do I tell you? You need to vet, 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 vet. And she probably has a horrible anger problem outside of prison. Once she gets out, she's going to be able to exhibit it more. She has to, she has to rein it in in prison because that anger problem can get her messed up. It can get her more time. So she has to hide it now. She's just hiding it. This is her mask. The mask will fall off. And she's acknowledging it because she's in prison. She's going through some treatment. Um, she's going through some issues, some counseling. She's gone through it. So she's being, it's being treated. But when she gets out, she has nobody to rein that shit in. Let's continue. Always let that get the best of me. Even looking at you now, I'm finding it difficult to believe that you are. Yep. See? Capable. See, this is what I talk about. And I pause in the video, so I already played it already through, I think. He's saying, I can't even believe. Why? Because the way she looks. But the devil doesn't come dressed like a demon. The devil comes dressed decently, right? So he says, I'm finding it hard to believe. CGA says, I don't find it hard to believe. This is par for the course. I actually expect this. And the reason why I expect it is because the spectrum is real. All right, let's continue. Capable of having done that. I'm very much capable of it. <laughs> yeah, because you're still very young. Yeah, I'm 25. 25. She looks younger for her age. She's 25. She looks younger than that. All right. Um, the prison and the sun has got her, prevented her from being weather beating, beaten. So she looks pretty decent for her age. And she sounds younger. This is because she's playing feminine. She's playing submissive. All right. And she's looking up. Like I just finished uh, buttering her tonsils. Get him, daddy. All right. Anyway, let's continue. And your sentence was? 16 years. Wow. If you. 16 years, gentlemen. Behave well. Yeah. If you control your anger. Right. <laughs> See, she's just being agreeable. She's just being agreeable. Right? She doesn't want to look bad. She wants. She's got 16 year sentence. She can get out in eight. She wants to be nice. She don't want to cause no problems. She's, she's raining it in. She's in the walls. It's all constrained. She's constrained. So she can't be talking shit and doing all this. And she's learned a life lesson. 
right? She's just wasted, you know, a decade of her life, seven years or something like that. So she's like, right, yes, uh-huh, yep, yep, daddy, uh-huh. Okay, daddy. Yep. All right, so she's in the need position. This is an act. Let's get it. And um, actually, probably in the most recent year, I can say, I've been getting control of my anger. Oh, see? And I have to. It, it took, uh-oh, hold on, I cut it off. Uh, she said in the most recent year. So after seven years, <laughs> after six years, she was still angry, and now she's got control of it. All right, now listen to this, guys. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready? Listen to this. I've been getting control of my anger, and I have two kids, so I know I have to You group. have two kids? Yes. What that mean? All right, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math, but I'll do my best. Let's take these numbers, gentlemen. All right, so we got strong arm robbery at 13. We have her at 25 currently serving 16 years in prison. Possibly um, can get out in eight. Served seven already. So when I backtrack these numbers, I got 18, which she went in. But I, she went in at 18. But she has two kids. Let's find out the ages of these kids. I think we have to do that to complete the math project. How old, how old are they? They're seven and nine. <sighs> Again, let's go back. We got a nine-year-old. Remember, I've been telling you, man, teenage girls, you got to watch out. So let's reel these numbers back. You got a nine-year-old. That tells me the nine-year-old was born at least when you were pregnant at 15. Am I getting this right? Or is this pregnant at 14, 15, 15 and 16, or 15 and 17? Pregnant at 15 and 17, delivered at probably 16 and 18, in prison, adult prison at 18, obviously charged as an adult. So pregnant at 15, delivered at 16, pregnant at 17, delivered at 18, and in prison at 18, currently no 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 i'm wrong on that one yeah no currently serving seven years at 25 she's now 25 brothers mm. we'll say we'll say 15 because you know when you're if the child's seven she was pregnant for nine months to 10 months before that so she she delivered at 16 she was pregnant at 15 more than likely more than likely pregnant at 15 Pregnant at 17, delivered. Now those kids have a year. Uh, we're not South Korea. We don't, we don't age. We age them at a certain age. So we got pregnant at 15 and 17. Strong arm robbery at 13. We need to really have this conversation. Somebody says pregnant at 13, maybe in the math. Um, could be even 14. Uh, the, the math is mathing. We, we got to get the math right. But nonetheless, it comes to this conversation I always have with you. We underestimate the damage that can be done to young women in this age group. We act like, oh, well, she's under 18, so nothing's happening. I disagree vehemently. This is when they need to be hit the most protected. This is when they need fathers the most. This is when they are the most trauma and damage is done. Oh, I'm, I got another video to back this up. I got another video to back this up. And I'm telling you guys, by the time they get to 25, 30, they already live 10, they have already lived double the life of the average man at that same age, okay? Mm. They've already did 
double the life. They've already lived double the life than the average male. So the average male that she might marry at 28, he don't have the experience and the access and the, the life that this woman has had. She, he certainly doesn't have the sexual partners, right? And this is what we do. And he doesn't have the children. He probably doesn't have the children. This woman already had ch children before 18, two of them. So we guys, we guys got to talk about this. We got to have this conversation because this opens up the conversation to get thorough understanding of women and how their lives are. All right. And yes, this doesn't even include abortions. This doesn't include how many sexual partners she's at. We have the evidence that there's at least two sexual partners. I'm guaranteeing you the baby daddies aren't the same. I can guarantee you they're, the child's fathers are not the same. I would be willing to bet this is a this is a felon we're talking about that was robbing people at 13. Let's continue. Two little girls. Do you feel you have let them down by not being there for them? Yes, I have. And I deal with that every day. And that's really like my biggest motivation to changing and being different and coming out of here and, you know, taking something from it, not just, oh, I've been in prison. You know, I want to walk out of here and be something for them. I just do not want them to follow the same circle. Like, my mother was in prison. You know? Again, cycle. So her mother was in prison, which explains how she got here. All right, and so she's already been in trauma because she didn't even have a mother. All right, <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of people. And of course, if you would have met her and she was a host at a restaurant or maybe your server at Golden Corral, you would have overlooked all of that shit. You would have overlooked all of this. You wouldn't have even attributed these qualities to her. Okay, and even if she gets out of prison here uh, relatively soon, you wouldn't even see this and you might even overlook it. Oh, well, no, nah, man. She has pretty eyes. She's cute. She looks harmless, but she's full of trauma from the beginning. Not even when she was 13. She already would have been traumatized before that. All right. She's already in the cycle, a vicious cycle, which means if I'm an upper class guy, if I'm a, from a different class, this person is not a match for me. She might be so I can butter her tonsils. That's about it. But she's not a match for me. She's just in a different uh, universe, and her life experience is going to be detrimental to me. It's like bringing in a stray cat. So you got to be diligent about this, about doing. Let me let me continue the the video here. You know, this is oh, the same. What for? Attempted murder and aggravated uh, robbery. Damn, her mom's in prison for attempted murder and aggravated robbery. Well, the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. The apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. All right, brothers. Look, man, women, and look how she's looking. She still got the, she got the look down, Pat. All right. I definitely could get her out of a binds every now and then. All right, but guys, be careful out here. So that, that was not perhaps a great start for you in your life, was no, it? No, it wasn't. That's kind of what, you know, kicked everything off. It's mama leaving. I don't think she had any choice. All right, we're not going to play this part. They're going to say she's going to get out relatively soon. But um, uh, be careful, man. Does her past matter? Does her, her past matter? All right. Uh, her past was pretty much ruined at a very early age. Let's get, take you to the, another bit of truth here. Does her past matter? Oh, it's not popping up, is it? Ah, it is popping up. All right, so let's pop this up here. Uh, this woman right here. Listen to the story she shares. Listen to the story she shares. And uh, here's, here's Kaylin. Here's your big titties right here. There she is. All right, let's hear this story she's telling. I don't know if this story is true. I don't. But um, somebody says she's a victim, and probably more than likely. But she doesn't 
process it as she's a victim. She might be an OnlyFans girl now. Let's take a look. Craziest place you've done it. In a church with a priest. How did that happen? Fields were 15. Wait, you were like barely legal. Really close. Yeah. I'm flabbergasted. Well, he was the one who christened me. Things led up over time. Did you get caught? Not at the time, but I think he's locked up now. Oh my God. I guess he deserves it. Looking back at it, yeah. It was fun at the time though. Have you ever been caught? Yeah. I was on a bus and there was like... What, and you were with the... Or caught you? for some money while you were doing it yeah did you get to finish at least i don't remember everything went blurry that where's the crazy all right listen i don't know if this is real but let's reel it back just a little bit let's reel it back all right this woman says when she was 15 she had sex in the church with the priest the priest is locked up and let's look at how she framed it though she says at the time it was fun the guy you were a victim. Not really. It was fun at the time. Looking back now as a 25-year-old soggy-chested girl, she can look back now and say, maybe that wasn't right. Maybe she's now a mother of a daughter, and now the daughter might be approaching some age where she's like, wow, five years from, five years from now, my daughter could have been having sex with the priest, and she has a little reflection to look back. She also now has proceeded to become a skeezer, allegedly to have sex with a homeless guy. I don't know if these things are true. She could be proponent or OnlyFans. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen to what's happening here. Does her past matter? All right, Deacon Clap Cheeks and Pastor Porkchop or Priest Porkchop, uh, Priest uh, Chester, <laughs> Priest Chester got into her. Now, she also says um, that she was barely legal, which gives me an indication this is Europe. All right, this is the United Kingdom, which legal age of consent is 16. All right, which is quite different than our consent. But it sounds like the priest got in trouble, which he rightly should have, and because um, he took advantage of his authority and had a minor. But um, in Europe, the age of consent is 16, and if he would have waited. And as she says, I was barely of age. Like, I was almost 16. So this tells me this is the United Kingdom of Europe, and based on the accents, yes. But uh, let me play it again. Craziest place you've done it. In a church with a priest. How did that happen? Fields were 15. I think I was fit like 15. So they can do quite a amount of damage and people can victimize them. They can have quite the resume by the time they hit 18, 19, 20, 25. All right. They could have quite the resume. Wait, you were like barely legal. Really close? Yeah, I was really close. So this tells me age of consent is 16 where they were. All right. I'm flabbergasted. Well, he was the one who christened me. Things led up over time. Things led up over time, which means she was an active participant, which she had choice, but she was a minor. So she was violated. All right. The conversation needs to be had. Yeah, she was a minor. She got taken advantage of. Sounds like she was having fun, though. Things led up over time. He definitely was a predator. He definitely was a predator. If he christened her, which what's christening age? 13? What is christening age? 14? Shout out to the Catholics here. What is christening age? I think it's like 13, 14. I'm not sure. Maybe 15. Um, anyway, uh, for people who don't want to know, uh, let's see here. Somebody can answer her real quick. Yeah, she got some heavy, uh, she got some heavy milkers, man. Those are too big here. Uh, she definitely was groomed. Yes. But for her, she's like, she's she's like, whatever. And she particip she's acting like she actively participated. Christening is 14. All right. I think that's what it is. I can't, I don't know. 13, 14. Here we go. Did you get caught? Not at the time, but I think he's locked up now. Oh my god! I guess he deserves it. Looking back at it, yeah, it was. Looking back at it, yeah, it was fun at the time, though. We gotta. The people are scared to have this conversation. 
looking back at it now, because she's a little bit older and mature, and she should go back and go, yeah, damn, I was tripping. All right, because she was tripping, yes. And he was tripping. He was out of his mind doing this in this position. And with the people he's doing, he was, and by the way, she wasn't the only one more than likely. He, she, he probably was, he probably didn't even get in trouble over her. He probably got in trouble over some other people who were probably way younger. All right, but um, look at her. She said it was, look at back, yeah, but, man, you know, at the time, I was on my knees at the time. I was there at the time. Man, I'm telling you, man, we need to have this conversation, man. There's a lot of damage being done to them at this age. It's fun at the time, though. Have you ever been caught? Yeah. All right, and so that's going to be it with that one. I don't want to go into the homeless situation. Obviously, she's a trauma victim, and many people are going to overlook this. They're going to overlook this. They might make excuses for her. Well, you were a child. You didn't know. Guys, this woman, the other woman's in prison, strong or strong arm robbing men at 13. They know. They know. All right. I just thought of something, actually. All right. But uh, they know. They know what they're doing. We got to give them um, an ounce of responsibility in this one. I don't care if this we're talking about young men doing something out here criminally. Give these people responsibility and stop giving it off. Well, they were just young. They didn't know. That's a cope. You're coping for them and you're giving them built-in excuses. I knew a lot at 13 and 14. Did I know a lot? Do I know what I know now? No, but I knew what were right, what was right and what was wrong. You know very much what's right and wrong. And this is why when we delay these people's growth and maturity, this is what's showing up. He said, Nika, they know. They know exactly what they're doing. They know they're giving up sex to a priest. Sneaking in. They, they they know. Right, anyway. Um, somebody says I was confirmed at 12. All right. Um, I don't know when it is. We don't have a straight answer on confirmation. What about this woman right here? Does her past matter right here? Okay. Here we go. I cheated a lot of times. So, you know. I'm glad you admit. I gotta replay it back here. Cheated a lot of times, so you know. I'm glad you admitted that, because people act like they fucking never did nothing in their life. Oh no, I'm gonna tell the truth. I cheat. Why? What are the circumstances that make you feel like I'm about to cheat? When I feel like he gets bored. When I you feel like you're bored, or you feel like he's bored? I'm bored. He be loving me. Like I don't want to keep fucking in the bed. Mm. Like fuck me oh. on a counter, fuck me on the floor, fuck me in the bathroom, fuck me in a refrigerator yeah. if you can, but. You know what I'm saying? That's a part that, like, gets boring. Like, it's the same positions all the time, the same thing. You know, you're saying yeah. the same things all yeah. the time. Like, do something different. You know, but, like, when soon as you do something that's supposed to be, like, out of the norm, they're like, oh, you're not supposed to you're do that. You're a lady. lady. Yeah. You're supposed to be a lady. Oh, you're a hoe or you're this. No, yeah. I'm human. Like, if I'm not happy, I know somebody's going to say, well, if you're not happy, why you why you stay? It's complicated. Sometimes yeah. it's complicated. It's complex. I've cheated a lot of times. <sighs> listen I mean we can we can we can know that this is happening with a lot of people uh much of her reasons for cheating are not a surprise but seems like a cope she got bored um which is fine that's her own personal decision which makes it a little more difficult for you if you're doing a lazy lover and She's more sexually adventurous and sexually experienced that the basic thing doesn't work for her anymore. She's 28 and above. The basics don't work anymore, especially when they have a lot of experience. They have way more experience than you. The average woman has way more sexual experience than the average male. So while you're happy giving her the five strokes, 
She's not. She's like, this is just boring. I want that thug love. That thug love. All right. So it's one of those things, man. Listen, um, this is how it is and how it goes. This isn't represent the modern woman, but I want to show you this look right here. So, you know. I I'm glad you admitted that. Now, this woman's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, what does this look mean right here? She knows. She's acknowledging. She's like, girl, how y'all was telling me earlier, coach, you telling too many secrets. She like, mm, girl, we supposed to not share that in the open. And she like, I don't give a damn. I need to tell these ninjas. She like, girl, because she done it too. She done it too. But she's looking like the good girl. I'm the sweet angel. I would never cheat. And the guy was saying, hey, see, I'm glad you acknowledged that because men are told that women never cheat. But we know statistically they do. All right. They do. And they do it more than uh, the average man. All right. This is just the statistics that we're getting out here. Women cheat more. All right. Wives cheat more than husbands. All right. Uh, you're never going to hear it, though. And not many women are admitting it. Last one. And we're getting closer and closer. Last one. This is a woman telling men to date multiple men. Sorry. This is a woman telling women to date multiple men. All right. And she's going to give her reasons why. Uh, hold on to your hats. Reasons why you are single and miserable. You are doing single all wrong. Number one, you should be dating multiple men. You need to be dating two to three men baseline. Okay. Let me tell you why. POV. You were in a relationship with a guy for three years. It didn't work out. It took you two years to get over that relationship. When you hit the streets now, baby, you're five years in a deficit, okay? You don't even know what you like. You don't even know what's outside. You need to know what you like. Day young, day old, day tall, day short. Try your hand at it, baby. You need to go outside. You need to date to learn what you like. The second reason why you need to date multiple men is because it takes the emotional offload off of one particular person, baby. You out here stuck on Kevin. Kevin is a four. He's doing a whole bunch of nothing. Boom. But you stuck. B women's biggest downfall is not being able to control their emotions. If you're having a problem controlling your emotions, rejoice, Myers, living beyond your feelings is basically how to control your emotions so your emotions don't control you. Additionally, you're dating in a deficit, you're dating in deprivation, and you're dating in depression. Okay, y'all? Oh, my God. I'm so tired of the apps. Oh, ain't no quality men out here. Da, da, da. That's exactly what you're going to attract, baby. When I step out the house, I feel like I smell good, I look good, okay? And my mentality is that there are an abundance of quality people, quality men outside, okay? And look, hotline blinging. Okay, that is how you have to step outside. So enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Enjoy the summer. Be outside and enjoy your life. And that is exactly what you will attract. Okay, love you. Bye. Well, you know, gentlemen, listen, I want to put up where are the simps at. Where are the simps at on this situation? Oh, by the way, let me see her interaction with this post. Oh, uh, gentlemen. Yes, the word is getting out. Um, 61,485 likes, it looks like on my screen. Uh, 465, 61,465. The word's getting out to a certain segment of women. And um, yeah, man, it's going to be hard for you to really reel it back in. To, ladies, you're going to have to do your due diligence or let that man do his due diligence on you uh, because it's going to be hard to find the women who don't do this. That's where it's going to be hard. And you got to ask the hard questions. You definitely have to ask the hard questions. And you do have a lot of women here that are... um um. Uh, uh, co-signing this and of course some say we're not, just because we're dating multiple men doesn't mean we're having sex with multiple men that's that's false all right that that is false all right but um <laughs> this woman says i agree with everything but date short all right there you go cutting yourself off at the legs 
literally and metaphorically. Um, uh, here we go right here. She also says date older men, right? She says date older men. Yeah. I got money. She also says date younger men. Indeed. She says date younger men. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? Well, here's the thing. The funny thing is by the time we, we, we shared the woman that showed her boyfriend grid, by the time she's ready to settle down, we know what's going to happen. New, new. Wait, we know it's, we know what's going to happen. And that's you. All right. She's going to say that's you. Okay. So where do you fit in? By the time when you come in there, where has she been before that? Does her past matter? That's the question you have to ask yourself. But the question I want to ask you is, can you hit that like button? We're ready um, for uh, to transition to the next part of the show. But I do need them likes up. And uh, while we're doing them likes, do me a favor. Follow me on social media and check out my books, The Evolution and The Free Age Lifestyle. Give me a break. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who, <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job, really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's Young nigga got a fetish for success. If I ain't next, and I just leave him pressure. Next to rain, on the window pane, puffy plain Jane. Let him second guess me when I cop the pores with the pores of the skin. Grip the wheels at the all right, man, we back in here. All right, we back in here with another YouTube live stream. Do me a favor, hit that like button. Let me catch up on some super chats, and then we're going to get into uh, a couple of things real quick. Uh, we got, uh, what do we got here? We got, uh, let's see here. April returns to Eden. I got you, man. JC says booty is more important than water. Shout out to Fleece Johnson. Johnny John says XXs use the magic wand, and men use the dolls. All right, JC says, OG, like, let's wrap this up in the conjugal visit room, ma'am. Indeed, she will be like, okay, daddy. All right, okay, daddy. Q time says, modern women today equal to volatile. Better to focus on getting my money pregnant and rent them for the night. Indeed. CGA is the goat, says, appreciate you, goat. You're doing God's work. All right, and somebody has to do it. And of course, while I'm doing God's work, man, don't think I'm not being out here in these streets myself, ladies. All right. Yes. In these streets. You recognize game, recognize game. All right. We do have cash apps. Do I need to acknowledge? Yes, indeed. Shout out to I need money. He says money mindset. Best dream of the week. Coffee fund. Thank you, brother. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Belal says just bought the free agent lifestyle book. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the support. And the links are in the description box below. Vegas 4K in the building. Oh, I can't wait, brother. All right. We're going to have some fun out here producing content. All right. Uh, we got uh, PayPal and Venmo action in the building. So let me get to those brothers, man. And it takes me a while to refresh the screen. And thank the, thanks to Jacob over here uh, asking me about uh, you know who. 
All right, we're not going to give her no more free publicity. I don't give women free. Hey, you know what? Because there's videos that I, uh, people share with me and that go quite viral. But for some reason, if, 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 if I feel like I'm giving the woman free publicity, I won't share it. Right? There was this uh, viral video of a woman. Um, I guess she takes pictures or she does video telling. It's kind of like she it's like her, her, she's showing her butt. But she says, this is how fitness trainers, uh, fitness girls um, share booty pictures or something like that. I can't remember. But I would be giving her too much free advertisement. So I decided not to show her. Uh, not even for the views. Shout out to Clark Tent in the building. Says, I appreciate all your knowledge and advice and sacrifice also. He says, keep giving the normies hell on your locals channel. Shout out to you, coach. Indeed, man. The normies in there. A lot of men, depressed men in there. We don't, you know, I don't like the fact that, you know, although I don't acknowledge easily depression, I think you got a depression in your uh, schedule. I think you got a depression in your mind. But um, I do find that, we, you know, this community does harbor some depressed feelings and uh, some depressed men. And I'm here to help. Shout out to MC Hamster says, this young girl is Harley Quinceanera in the building. Harley Quinceanera. <laughs> Harley Quinceanera. Oh, yeah. She definitely Harley Quinn. She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, too. You can see it in her eyes. She would make for a good night, though. Clay T says, like when you're mentoring the youth, he says, we're all on the path. We've all been through it. And one of the things that makes me relatable as a content creator is my initial ascent in this society and our on, on on this YouTube. I was acknowledging my mistakes. I was acknowledging my failures, acknowledging where I came up short. And a lot of men, unfortunately for content creators, they do the opposite. They come in like Superman, Superman. And they talk about how they used to have girls bringing them candy and they never made a mistake with a woman and they always had girls under their strong arm, under their pimp hand. They never had a girl turn them down for a date. They get mass hoes. They got 500 body count. They never failed. But, but then what ultimately happens is, I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, as a, as a marketing strategy, and then hoes chew them out on the screen. They try to debate. The girls put them down. Like they don't live what they sell. They overpromise and underdeliver. So then when they get exposed, they'd be like, wait, they dating and living with a fat single mother. They were married to a fat single mother. And then they start going down all their ridiculous claims. And then it looks absolutely ridiculous. Right? He says, name them. I would be here all day long. I would be here all day long. So what they do is portray no mistakes. And then I'll say, I'll show you how to make no mistakes like me. But they, they made massive mistakes. And then they swept them up under the rug and then came out with Superman. I would tell you, that's not a good strategy. It's actually misleading the men. All men pay. All men make mistakes. All men, guys, the, the best way you learn is getting your head beat in. That the best way men learn is through mistakes. Because we hard-headed as F. We hard-headed. We hard-headed. Men don't learn coming out making perfect decisions. That's actually what sets your ass up. Pride comes before the fall. All right? I ain't never bad at fat woman. I only dated nines and tens. I only date models. I only take date off the top of the... T Man, this is bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. Um, you don't want to do that. All right? Uh, because then people go out of their way to find your mistakes. Now, me, I done told you I made mad mistakes. 
All right, the way I got here was making mistakes. And then me realizing, let me not make those mistakes. So as soon as I dodge the mistakes and know where not to do, now look at my life. Now look at my life. So I'm going up. My trajectory is up. So I'm like, ah, shit, all right, I know where the mistakes are. I ain't doing that again. <laughs> Experience is the best teacher. All right, so um, I say I made, a, I made a good life out of myself in the last five to ten years. I stop making the stupid, dumb mistakes that I made and stop um, feeding myself uh, that act right juice. Right. What, what they do is they feed themselves this, you know, uh, they feed themselves this, you know, I, I cannot fail. I, I never made a mistake. They they feed themselves this this uh, and then they want to feed it to others. But what that does is that sends men out to fail. It doesn't send them out to succeed because many times they're not you. So my philosophy is not a Superman philosophy. It's a, hey, man, let's avoid these mistakes philosophy. All right, the mistakes are out there. So uh, we don't want to make dudes out here because here's the problem, man. I don't know who's on the other side of the screen. So if I'm telling you to approach women and don't be scared, but I'm sitting over here as handsome as I am. Look, ladies, look at this chocolatey skin. All right, look at this. Look at this body. Look at this face. I can't lose. Look at this beard. Ladies love my beard. They love my beard. They're like, oh, it's so soft. But you look like homie the clown. And I didn't send you out there. I didn't send you out there saying, hey, this worked for me, but it might not work for you. <laughs> you walk out there and you get all torn up in the minefield. Because you don't look like me. And you don't have the charisma. And you don't have the, you don't have the verbal language. You don't have the verbal tongue. You don't have the... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm 47 years old. Look at me. Ladies, I know y'all want to, you look like an old man. I'm 47 years old. Line up 47-year-old men across the board. And then line me up in there and tell me I'm at the bottom of that rung. Please. Look at my face. Ladies, look. Hey, like, hold on for a second. Let's, let's, let's get the ladies into here. Hey. Ladies, you would pay top dollar for your skin to look like this. Look, my skin. The eye. Early in the morning. I woke up at five in the morning. Look at my eye. You guys pay a lot of money to look like this. He says no swag. I don't need swag. I made $5 t-shirts look good. Look at this shirt. I made $5. What? I made $5 t-shirts look good. <laughs> oh, man. Look, at, look, at, look, ladies. Look, look. Not a blemish, not a wrinkle. Look at this shit. <laughs> you pay top dollar to look like this. You be in Sephora buying olive oil. You being out there doing Botox injections. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, by the way, ladies, I do want to offer you an opportunity to uh, get your skin to look like mine. Um, I don't use this treatment, but I do have a treatment for you. Um, it is the total package facial. And uh, I provide this in the 52 point program uh, where I kick the tires, look under the hood, hood. You know, I check the feet and I uh, check the tread on the tires and we do an evaluation of proper counseling. And um, the CGA serum um, will be offered up to you in the total package facial. It's a great, um, it's a great uh, product that I offer uh, to you. I don't use it on myself, but I, I promise you, 
It's packed with proteins uh, to be able to smooth out all the blemishes. And uh, yeah, you'll get a you'll get a you'll get a pump of zinc, and uh, you'll you'll actually your spirit and your energy will be, uh, you know, it would be trans transmission transmitted uh, through you, and you'll, you'll you'll come out a different woman. I'm just I'm just saying you just money over swag. I'm not a big swag guy. I mean, I listen, but yeah, swag is overrated. But I I, I don't mind swag. But listen, dude, swag wouldn't do me any good. I mean, look at me already. I mean, Jesus. Like, how much better is this going to get? What, because I put on a Kooji sweater? I mean, yeah. <laughs> a Kooji sweater only makes this look magnificent. I mean, Jesus. What am I supposed to do? Put on Jordan? Okay, Y'all want to see some Jordans? Hold on for a second. If you can see this camera, I got, I got Jordans right here. I put them on. I mean, yeah. And what? I mean, it added to, to the greater value. I mean, just... Swag ain't going to do shit. I got suits all in my closet. <laughs> all right, let me get back, man. Look, Ninjas focus too much on swag. You know what it is? It's that when you're good already, they try to minimize it because you don't spend dumb money. Boy, you don't spend money on dumb shit. That's going to be out of style by next season. Swag is stupid. Don't listen to swag. Now, if you, if you dress like a goofy, that's a whole other subject. But ninjas be having swag. This is the whole point of the stream. These things keep you poor. You focus on swag. Swag is a sign that you don't have much else going on. I'm going to tell you that more than likely. You got swag, but you parked way over in the parking lot. Look, if you got swag and you're not parking in the VIP, VIP, something wrong. If you got swag and your net worth is zero, something wrong here. You at the club with swag, but you park all the way across the street in the free parking lot. Something's wrong. <laughs> all right, please. <laughs> all right. Park up, pull up in the VIP over here, Mr. Swagalicious. Oh, I see. Parked in your Toyota Corolla across the street that you're, stop. Swag on credit. Please, I, yo, swag goes with VIP. It goes with good neighborhood. It goes with gated neighborhood. It don't go in the, uh, it don't go in the snooty Fox apartment complex. <laughs> it don't, you know, <laughs> this is what's keeping people poor swag. All right. Uh, shout out to no government name says what grinds my gear is that people treat women that were beaten up by pookies as victims and feel bad for them, but treat incel men who can't, uh, who get no play as victims but want men to get over it. Yes. Well, that's what he says. Men being called incels are victimizing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely what happens there. Yep. So men experience a little bit of trauma in relationship to dating and women. Uh, nobody cares. All right. Women traumatized. Oh, we were traumatized. Let's, let's skip ahead because we got to get to the money mindset. We got to get to this blue chip mindset stuff. So I'm going to leave the other topics off. Um, it's pretty much filler topic. I'll save them for later, which uh, is going to be um, one thing was uh, domesticated husbands and Reese Witherspoon's coming back saying she had no control over an intimate scene with Mark Wahlberg. We're going to save that for later on in the show. I mean, later on tomorrow, uh, tonight. We're going to save that tonight and we'll get into the main event. How about we do that? Because people want to, people definitely want to, uh, uh, get the, people have their priorities out of the whack. Let's get to that blue chip mindset. Priorities. Get your priorities in order. That's going to change your life. 
that's going to change your life. But people want have their priorities out of whack, and they they will see a guy have his life in order, and then try to use their bad priorities to say where I'm not prioritizing something. For instance, you don't have swag. I mean, what what else don't I have? I mean, Jesus, <laughs> is that going to matter? Is that going to tip the scale? It's probably not. It wouldn't tip the scales in how I was being interacted with in public. It wouldn't change much. All right. In fact, you, what you will find is how, how many people have done this? How many people have got swagged out and got no attention? Okay. What you don't know is the human reaction is actually opposite of what you think it is. And your efforts are not going to be um, reciprocated. For instance, women get overly made up. Women will go and, and a subpar woman will get overly made up thinking that she's going to get attention. She'll start dressing naked or scandalously or scantily, and she thinks people are going to give her positive attention. What she will get is men intentionally ignoring her. What she will get is dirty looks from women. What she will get is dirty old men approaching her. What she will get is the men that she wants to pay attention to not to pay attention. The opposite actually happens. The opposite actually happens. She doesn't get what she wants, and she'll spend all day hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything, and she'll walk outside thinking she's going to get attention and she'll get the negative attention. Same thing happens to men. You go to the amusement park and instead of going knowing that you're going to get your shoes scuffed up and your clothes, you're going to be sweating, instead of knowing that, what you do is the opposite. You'll get swagged out and walk around with your feet out like a duck wearing your nice shoes that you don't want to get scuffed up. You're walking around so you don't step on all the mayonnaise that are at the, at, at, on the floor. And you'll go get overly dressed up. You'll crease your khakis. You'll put on your fresh shit. And you're out there sweating. And you look like a joke. You can't even get on the roller coaster because your sunglasses and your hat going to fall off. Okay, so then what happens is you can't even enjoy what you're doing because you're trying to be swagged out. People looking at you, you look out of place. You out there with a hoodie in 90-degree weather. You out there with a big starter coat, and you looking crazy as hell. You out there at the beach, not dressed for the beach. You dressed to go out there to go look swagged out, and you look crazy. <laughs> You're like, what the hell are you here for? And then you mad, everybody stepping on your shoes and shit like that, so you got your shit out of order, and then instead of looking swagged out, you look like a goofy. <laughs> You go in there so your 10 boots don't get stomped on, which they are at the amusement park. So you think you're going to get positive attention, but what happens is people start giving, looking at you negatively. Yep, the floor is all sticky. You can't even enjoy yourself because you're trying to worry about your swag instead of worrying about having your fun. This is priorities out of whack. Your priorities are out of whack. You're trying to get attention where you think it's going to be important, but swag is not of the, uh, the utmost important at that moment. It's not. It's of little importance. Everybody else is pretty much knowing what's happening. You're dressed down. Okay, you're dressed down because you know shit is going to get ruined. And you out there sweating. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> same thing as baseball games. Why to go to a baseball game dressed up? You don't want to go to a baseball game dressed up. You're going to spend six innings in the sun. You're going to get uh, uh, sunflower seeds and, and, and peanuts and, and hot dog juice and Dodger dog and, and beer. You're going to be out there sweating looking like a goofy. All right, <laughs> so you got to go dress down. You wear a baseball cap, T-shirt, maybe a jerk, and then go have fun. Swag becomes of little of importance. Anybody that comes way above that, you're like, damn, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing way too much. So um, nobody needs designer jeans with the uh, pockets with the, uh, the, the, the glitter pockets no more. What do you call them? Nobody needs that shit. So your priorities are out of whack. 
and get your priorities back in order. Especially for young men, get your priorities in order. The things that keep you poor. Things that keep you poor. Let's talk about that. Where are we at here? Uh, now that we added swag on the list, the other things that keep you poor, uh, let me see here. Uh, the number one thing that's keeping people poor, and I wrote about this in my book, is car payments. We talked about car payments right here. Um, and uh, I'm going to pop this up on the screen to share with you right here. Um, I talked about this in my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, how I, when I eliminated car payments from my tight budget, my income was able to increase significantly, okay? And car payments are one of those things that just doesn't make sense if you are on a tight budget, if you're trying to grow your wealth. Now, at a certain point, you should be able to afford a car payment, and it's going to be a smaller part of your in, uh, uh, income being used. But a lot of people use a, a income that they cannot afford, must, mean, meaning that they'll have a car payment. And then, of course, what comes with that is going to be extended warranty, insurance. And when you get your car payment, you're budgeting it, it you know, for that capacity of your income. But then car, pay, car insurance goes up and you're surprised. You're like, wow, why is there so much car insurance on this vehicle where they're stolen a lot? Um, you're maybe a young driver. Um, you're, you have a bad driving record. There's a higher value. You basically have to put this car pay, car um, insurance on because you have a lease. And you can't just go with the limited, uh, the liability. You have to go with full protection. So these things happen to people when they're out of their budget and they find themselves out of whack. Once you eliminate this, this expense, uh, you're going to be able to have your income or your budget grow. Not only that, not only that, um, you know, I talked about that. I wrote about this in the free agent lifestyle, uh, at the time before I had the nine 11, before I got the nine 11, I know most of you guys have found me because of the nine 11 or around the time where I got it, uh, because now more people can, you know, they go, Oh, he's not a broke ninja. That's what you're going to say. But before that people were coming on here, calling me broke, um, and all of that stuff, because I drove an older BMW. And they're like, you broke, you live, in a t you live in a studio apartment, you live in your mama's basement. But now, because I have the 9-11, then all I get is people appreciating, people saying, oh, well, he must be something, and or, hey, oh, I hate this ninja. Uh, but I haven't had it very long. I haven't had it very long. The cars I had before that, I had a 2003 BMW that I bought for $2,500 cash. Then I bought a 2008, and I had cars before this. I had a Ford Explorer before that. But then I had a 2008 nice uh, BMW 5 Series that I bought for less than 10000 cash. All right, I bought it cash. All right, whereas if you would have financed it, it would have been double that price, and then it also would have been, then you tack on the interest. It would have been probably twenty five dollars to $30,000 if I went to the car lot with the little bit of cash that I put down. But in the book, I talk about I found an auto broker that I had a personal relationship with. He could find the car that I wanted. He could find it at auction. He can make a little bit of money. I can actually put it through the rigors of a performance test through my own budget, and I bought it with cash. All right, that, that was able to extend it out to where I had no car payment and I had a dependable car. I had a dependable car for a longer time with no car payment. That is game changer. Game changer. Instead of tacking on interest, remember, there's two types of people, those who pay interest and those who earn. I can actually take the extra money, put it in an interest-bearing account, invest, do whatever I can, save, earn interest, put myself in a better position. So these are the things that happen, and this is what I suggest, but most people don't want to wait. They don't, they, don't, they don't have the patience. 
And I also realized that somebody says older BMWs look better anyway. They also don't hold their value monetarily well, but they perform pretty decent for a longer period of time, meaning they lose significant value. They look decent and they perform pretty decent for a long period of time. So you're getting good value. Now, when things break down, sure, you can't take it to Midas. You can't take it to Midas. But uh, when the breakdowns happen, you just have to uh, assume that that's you have to assume that cost. All right. And there's risk to that as well. But but um, a lot of people would rather say, I'll go get a dependable vehicle, pay two times the worth and it loses 30 percent of the value on day one. Watch this. And people are doing this. And the people are doing this. This is what's keeping people poor. Let me show you. It says right here. Auto loan debt is the third largest debt category behind mortgages and student loans. We'll get to that in a minute. Behind mortgages and student loan, auto loan is the third largest debt category in America. I don't want to hear this bullshit. Well, I ain't doing it. A lot of Americans are doing it, which it's the third largest. And what else? On average, Americans take out $53.9 billion in new auto loans each month this year. $53.9 billion in new auto loans, meaning that they're buying them new. They're losing 30% of the value immediately when they drive it off. And they're also probably underwater on the loan, upside down or underwater. Um, And they're probably putting very little down all to maintain these vehicles, right? This is what's happening. It's, it's, It's a little sad. And then it says right here, increases in new vehicle prices aren't as severe, but you're paying way over sticker price with, with little leverage. Also, Auto loan delinquency rates continue to drop across the board. Then they say right here, uh, where's the, where's the, uh, hold on for a second. Oh, uh, I don't even know where it is, but I already shared it in the other screen. Let me see if I can pull it up right here. The auto loans are, I thought I shared it. Maybe I didn't. Oh, there it is right there. Right there. Auto loan balance hits 1.5 trillion. Uh, Despite the pandemic, customers keep buying and borrowing. Right there. This is in December 2022. So we're above 1.5 trillion. By the way, the student loan debt is 1.5 trillion. So I have to ask this. If the student loan debt at 1.5, 1.6, 1.7 trillion is an epidemic, if it's a problem, how is auto loans not considered the same? Why? Because they're a short period of time. Okay. You know, $1.5 trillion in auto loan debt is fine, but not in student loan debt. All right, you got to ask that question. All right, so cars are definitely something that's going to keep you poor. I know you're impatient. I know you want to look good and you want to have the swag and the hose after you. But if you can't afford it, it's probably going to be a budget buster if you go and proceed. Then not. You're going to have what you could call $1,000 in car expense. Um, 16% of the new auto loans are over um, $1,000. 16%, which is one-fifth are over $1,000, and you're going to have $1,000 plus in car expenses when you tack on insurance, gas, any maintenance, any extended warranties, or no extended warranties, or whatever you are, all right? Wear and tear, tires, you're well over $1,000 just trying to maintain the vehicle. So um, if you do have a lower auto loan, then good. If it's at a good rate, good. If you can afford it, and still be able to maintain a lifestyle and save, which most Americans are not. Let me just go ahead and go back uh, right here. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Like the math ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing. We could say that I'm responsible, but most Americans are not. It's clearly as evident. 
All right, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. Most people are uh, uh, right here. Most people, it's literally most people. All right, and they might be paying their car. Well, I don't think you can pay your car payment with a credit card, but I'm pretty sure people uh, rob Peter to pay Paul. A lot of people are doing that, rob Peter to pay Paul. All right, what's the next thing that's going to keep you broke? What's the next thing that's going to keep you broke? Um, uh, well, we talk about houses, people being house poor. This is something that keeps you broke. Uh, the good thing about housing is that uh, it does increase your net worth on paper, meaning that um, you could be broke, but you got a $350,000 house on net worth. You, on paper, have a net worth of that. All right, but but uh, people don't subtract that on the actual uh, liquidity of the person. So people are house poor. They have a massive liability. Equity isn't being built. And um, sometimes if you're not taking care of your bills, which a lot of people are not, they're living paycheck to paycheck, um, that house is going to eat you up and you will be house poor in relatively short order. So be these things. The reason why I bring these things up is because people generally will look these things as an asset. My car is an asset. I pull holes with my car. Okay. Does your car make you money? Probably not. Your house, it's an asset. Well, it's more of a liability because you work for it. It doesn't work for you. Does it produce you income? Meaning, can you use that to, you know, sell on social media? Can you use that to generate income? Not necessarily. So it becomes a liability, but they keep people poor and or they keep them stuck. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And I've shared you the articles and stories about this, that people have um, have a surprise at the amount of, of money that has to they have to pour back into their house. Not only the money, but the time. So does it work for you or you work for it? I say you work for it. So, you know, a lot of people want direction and they, the normies say, oh, get a house and buy a car right out of college. But you're stuck in this budget and debt slavery so that when they start back the student loan payments, you say you can't pay it, mm-hmm. right? The math is not mathing. What people tell you to do and what people are actually doing is, not, is two different things. And I know this. So when people argue why I feel this way about uh, homes, single family residences and automobiles, I can show you, well, you could do it this way. But what most people are doing is the exact opposite. All right. So be careful about that. Don't think you need to jump into it. Can this be a good decision for you? Yes. It can be. All right. What's the next thing that's going to keep you poor? Um, Student loans. Student loans obviously going to keep you poor. Um, You know, I actually wanted to bring this up and look it up. The average time that people have their student loan debt, okay, we know this is a problem. Now, people are going to say, well, going to, uh, going to college is better than not going to college. That's changing. That's old hat, as we call it. That's old hat. Um, in the past, to get corporate jobs, yes. In the past, to get corporate jobs, yes. But people are starting to find ways to work outside of corporate or forge their own path or not have the debt and be able to save from that and actually work on a minimal job in a minimal class system and be absolutely fine, assuming that they don't marry, all right? As soon as, assuming they don't have kids. Now, that's going to compound your issues. Again, compound. If you have marriage or a kid, it's going to compound your issue. Okay, let me show you this real quick. How long does it take to pay off student loans? Uh, what do you think is the, what do you think is that, what, what do you think, um, Banks tell you, and by the way, banks keep you poor. What do you think the banks tell you is the average time a person has their student loan? I think, I think they tell you 10 years, maybe 20. 
all right? But here, somebody just said it, another loan. Yeah, I just showed you. Yep, banks keep you poor really fast, all right? And if you're not patient and you get in bed with banks, yeah, they'll, they'll going to keep you poor, Pam. New, 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 new world order. I think they tell you 10 years, maybe 15. Uh, but uh, according to this data, the average uh, length, it says right here, a uh, repayment plan can last decades. In a nightmare scenario, it could even last into the start of your retirement. According to research, the average student loan takes 21 years to pay off. That's because people uh, borrow too much and don't understand how repayment works, uh, works but we'll recover it. Uh, but we'll cover it right here. It says the average student loan takes 21 years to pay off, but that doesn't mean it takes, wait, it, it doesn't mean it has to take that long. Sorry, with my reading, uh, reading can keep you poor as well. All right, so they're giving you options for repayment. Now, here's the funny thing right here. Here's a, oh, there it is, 10, 10 years. A standard repayment plan gives borrows up to 10 years to repay. All right, with the standard repayment plan, the exact monthly payment amount will vary. Oh, by the way, when it, it says right here, many people with these 10-year plans, their payment is like, their payment is like $800. All right, it could be like $600, something insane. Matter of fact, let me bring it up. The average student loan payment. Average student loan um, let me see what the average student loan payment per month is. $503. All right, so this is according to, listen, I'm doing quick Googles, so don't quote me on it. $503 would be the average payment for the student loan. Now, I'm going to tell you what goes through people's heads, okay? So we got 20, 21 years paying an average of $503. They also said and acknowledged that some people don't start paying this off until retirement right? And ultimately, if they have a fixed income, this is going to sink them. And when you live this long with that much debt on your back, which basically you're living, imagine if your debt number was on your forehead, right? This is a massive, massive stressor. And anytime you think about doing something, you got to reflect back, oh, but I got that student loan debt and I got my student loan debt payment, okay? Um, $800, $500, $700. This is why people are stressing and it says right here, the average, it says 20 years. The average borrower takes 20 years. Let's put this into consideration here. Let's put this in consideration. All right, um, because this was me. This was me. Um, this is people that I know. This is a lot of people who are doctors and lawyers. Remember, these are people who are successful. They went to grad school and med school and dental school, and they have this number on their back, on their forehead. But 20 years, if you graduated at 22, which most people don't, if you graduate at 22, you're looking at 42. Some people graduate at 23, 24, 25. Some people go back to school at 27 and they start their student loan debt because they're misguided and undecided. They don't know where to go. So they go back to school. Remember, one of the things that I think is weakening in our society is that when you don't know what to do, people go back to school, All right? So I think that's dumb. We don't know what to do with teenagers, send them to school at a high-ass rate. You don't know what to do with your young adult, send them to school. You don't know what to do with your life, go to school. And is that working out? The answer is probably not. It doesn't work out for the majority of people. What it does is it's indebting them. It puts them in debt. And because they're, they don't know what to do, they experiment with school. They'll go to massage school. They'll go to uh, beauty school. They'll go to um, junior college school. They'll go to cookie school. They'll go to all these damn schools because they don't know what to do. 
And they don't, they, somebody says you're supposed to overpay for five years. They simply don't do that. Not only they don't do that, they don't understand money. They don't understand interest. So there is some things that tell us student loan debt, actually their debt, their, their original principal, it increases over time. It increases, right? There's there's data that tell tells us that especially um 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 when the interest accrues on loans with student loan, your original student loan has increased even if you made payments. It's happening. These things are keeping people poor. And twenty years. So let's just say you graduated at twenty seven. That means forty seven is the average time that you could pay your debt off. Forty seven. And 70% of people don't use the degree that they went to school in to gain their employment, meaning that they're gainfully employed, but they are not even using their degree, but they're paying off this debt, right? These are things that do keep you poor. It keeps people massively poor. Um, and you just kick the can down the road. You kick that can down the road. Somebody says you're supposed to pay for each semester when school starts, not get loans. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. And people say college is a scam. It's only a scam if you do this debt, if you do it debt-wise. Uh, this is why we call it the blue chip mindset. Well, one thing you want to do that will give your kids tremendous freedom is to pay for their school if they are picking something that's going to get them gainfully employed, meaning that they can start their life off without this debt hanging over them. Unfortunately, not only do we debt ourselves, we actually let our kids do this because we were ill-prepared. So this is causing a generational gap uh, between uh, classes. We're going to talk about classes in a minute. So the class gap widens significantly if every time our kids age and they're misguided and undecided, we don't prepare them, we don't invest in them, we split the house up, the divorce, we split the income, we split the generational wealth, if you will, and we let them start over in life at 18. We saddle them down with debts. How, how do we get them to get out of that class? They cannot. They're actually going to revert backwards. This is what's happening with Generation Z. Gen X, the boomers, we screwed the pooch. We screwed the pooch so that now they have to go to school and, you know, we can't pay their, we can't have them start their life off without the debt. All right, parents screwed the pooch for sure. Um, so if a kid doesn't go to school now, it's a somewhat of a wise decision. You can't blame them for it. You're like, why am I going to go out and pay $32,000 a year for, for what? Not only that, people don't look for grants. They don't look for scholarship opportunities. They want to go to school for pride. Parents want these kids to go to certain schools for their own pride, but they don't have the money. All right, it's a competition thing in the suburbs. My kid went to the University of Washington. My kid went to Notre Dame. Did you pay it? Nope. All right, you didn't pay it. Now you saddled this kid down with debt just to make you feel good. For your daughter to go up and gargle a uh, uh, CGA serum as a part-time job, all right? And, yeah, she's getting throttled in the dorms. We need to also address that, too, because people say, well, what about your daughter? What about these people sending their daughter to college? <laughs> what about people sending their daughters to college knowing she's going to play tonsil hockey all for the first two or three years of her education and get throttled because that's what they do, and then they're going to get indoctrinated on top of that. Nobody seems to be worried about them. What about the college girls at the junior college? All right, paying for their books with their sugar daddy. All right, nobody wants to talk about Damn that. Daddy. <laughs> 
All right. Nobody want to talk about that, do they? But no, you think she's a perfect angel when she's going to school? Nope. Nope. She going to get rearranged her guts and introduced to these streets. That's where she going and everybody know it. In these streets. When you drop her off at the dorm and them ninjas looking starving, the football team, the basketball team, the hockey team, the baseball team, watching, they helping all the freshmen move in their dorm, getting all the freshest meat they can. They like, oh, here, girls, we'll help you. Hey, my, I'm Tommy. I'm a defensive back for the football team. As soon as you drop your kid off the school, <laughs> she's an adult now. As soon as you drop her off, she grabbing ankles. All right, but you want to talk about these girls out here. <laughs> All right, but let me go back to what I was talking about. Let me go back. All right, you know what she doing up at the school? She learning. Hey, look, she didn't. <laughs> she showed up to school and she see the first men she ever seen in her life, fam. Like previous year, she was in high school with all these bird-chested ninjas. All right. Previous year, she was in high school with all these musty-smelling ninjas. All right. Previously, she was in high school with men that had no facial hair looking like puppies. Now she's in school, and she put her eyes, she done feasted her eyes on dudes with muscles, big shoulders, beards, goatees. All right. They know how to put axe body spray on themselves. They cleaner. All right, they got little whips on the campus. They could drive her around and buy a hamburger. All right, she like, this is great. Mm. Ninjas with big quads and calves. She like, what is this shit? All right, <laughs> All right let me stop. They got abdominal muscles and trapezius muscles and latissimus dorsi. She like, wow. <laughs> she like, this is fantastic. All right, hey, sign me up. Trying. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. They got a little bit of hair on their chest. Dreadlocks, dreadnocks. Yeah, they look like, got they smoke. <laughs> she like, this is fantastic. All right, honey, how you doing in school? I'm doing great. <laughs> she didn't get stomped on the yard, but you asking me about if this is somebody's daughter. Please go to every campus right now, college campus, and ask me about somebody's daughter on that college campus. What they doing out here, the debauchery going on out here. Okay, we getting sidetracked. Uh, let's get back to this story here, things that keep you poor. Uh, let me go ahead and put this up right here. On the, Let me see if I can set it right here because people don't want to do this. This financial burden that people are carrying, um, being impatient, trying to live out what you see on social media. Uh, social media can be very misleading. And so this gives people the idea that you should be successful when you're young. But this is normally not the case, right? Uh, it takes a considerable amount of time for people to build up any leverage or wealth. In fact, the average age of a millionaire is at age 62. Uh, the primarily the amount of people who have become wealthy have been self-starters, meaning they were not generationally wealthy. Some people who are generationally wealthy get a head start in life. And some people who are generationally wealthy ruin it within the next generation, which means by the time you're a grandfather or a great-grandfather, the wealth is almost overwhelmingly ruined, okay, statistically, but not always the case. So these things that you have in your ideas because you're financially burdened, um, you're saying people have an advantage, but they sometimes they do, sometimes they do not. Sometimes the advantage comes from old personal choice or your parents' choice. This is some things we have to acknowledge, and it takes a while to break the cycle. Watch this. Let's talk about wealth class right here. And this is going to give you a little bit of a red pill or a blue blue chip, if you will. 
This guy right here is a video from a brother named Humphrey Yang. Shout out to Humphrey Yang. Um, he has a great channel and 1.1 million subscribers. I'm going to play this part right here where he's going to talk about the upper class. He talks about class. And I love class. I'm a classist um, and definitely an elitist mind with no elite money. But I've always been like that even when I was poor. <laughs> All right, so... Um, this tells me that I have a certain class mindset. I believe class is beneficial, right? Because we need we need poor people. We need poor people. We need poor people. I mean, come on, man. We all can't be rich. We need somebody to scare the shit out of you working class people so, so you can go flip burgers. So you can inspire, inspire, aspire to be something other than these people who are impoverished below you, right? You're going to be like, at least I ain't them. Yeah, we need you to do something, and we need burger flippers too. We need people to drop fries and we need people to shovel fast food to working class people, right? Blue uh, people, middle class people. We need people to shovel this uh, junk food to middle class people and keep them fat and happy and satisfied. Yeah, we need everybody. We need everybody. We need the upper class and the elite upper class. We need the upper middle class to look down on the lower class people and live in gated communities away from them. And we need the upper upper class people to be hidden in the hills. We need everybody. Because you don't normally see no upper class people. You see upper middle class people and you take out all your anger and pain on them and they got to go to work tomorrow. All right. They ain't got, they got some advantages, but they going to work just like you. They just not flipping burgers. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go right here. The real upper class people you never see. Of that, uh, exactly. Um, you never see nines and tens in terms of beautiful women. You never see them. You think you see them. But what you're seeing is a hopped up steroided eight. What you're seeing is somebody because you have a deficit and you're around all fives and you see a seven and you're like, she's fine. No, you ain't seen the fine women yet. You're not in Newport Beach up in the $30 million houses. You're not in Monaco. You're not with elite women. Right? Just like you never see the elite. Let me stop. Mm. Yep, I need my car serviced. I need people to take my baggage, and put it on the airplane. We need all classes of people. Yeah, you never see Elon Musk in the streets. All right, but uh, let's play this video right here, and they're going to give you a proper perspective of things, and I really want you to hold this uh, very important to you. And shout out to Yin Yang, Andrew. No, this is Humphrey Yang. Canada, Australia, parts of Europe. We should really take a look at the global wealth perspective. In terms of global stats, I want you guys to look at this table. If you make less than $2 per day, that's considered bottom 20% in the world. If you make between two and $10 per day, that puts you in the next category of lower to middle income. Middle income is between 10 and $20 per day, and upper middle income is between 20 and $50 a day. High income would just be considered anybody that makes over $50 per day, and if you're somebody that does that, then you are in the top 20% of the globe. I Damn, let me go back to that, man. Let me go back to this chart. So this tells you for Americans, um, uh, let's take the debt off the table. Let's take the debt off the table because debt is what really keeps you poor. All right, you want to avoid debt. I, I didn't, I wasn't able to avoid debt. All right, which made my ascent to my position a lot longer. It just took a lot longer, right? And it was a lot more frustration. But where we are globally, we're wealthy. Yes, we're all rich. In America, we rich, fam. And this is a, mind, uh, a mindset that we have to take here. Um, we can feel poor. and uh, It's kind of like attractiveness. I mean, if you live in Southern California or a place that has a high beauty standard, you can feel ugly. You know what I mean? You can, and you can be handsome. 
or you could be an attractive, but you're a seven, but in South Beach or not South Beach, you're in Brickell. Yeah, a seven is not cutting it. You're very average. But in a, in the world, look at these scales of wealth. Ninja, we rich out here. God dang. I'm rich, bitch. I mean, most of us are making 10 to $20 a day, right? Many of us in the lower rung are making $10 an hour if you're employed. $10 an hour, that puts you in the top 60% of people in the world. But what happens is what's keeping us poor are ideas, culture, swag, all right? The need to have a nice, shiny vehicle that we can't afford. The need to buy housing that we are out here being house poor. All right, student loan debt. Uh, the uh, Buying women. Buying women through relationships. Yes, or, 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 or escorts, right? Women validating us. Uh, our habits, our health. These are the things keeping us poor. For real. Because around the world, I, 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 if you travel, do you realize the people you're traveling to cannot travel like you? More than likely, especially the way we travel, we destination travel, we don't travel for culture and well-being. So if you go to Europe, this might not be the case. But if you travel anywhere else in the world, do you realize that those people cannot do what you just did? The people that are servicing you, people working in your hotel, people that are taking you around in a in a taxi or a tuk-tuk, all right, people that are uh, providing you food, entertainment, they cannot leave where they are and come to where you are. They can't do it. And I remember when I was in the Dominican Republic, I came to that uh, conclusion um, because, well, I, I traveled before that, but a guy was telling me one, a day he, one day he wants to go see the Yankees. All right, I wish I could do his accent, but he was a Spanish brother. He spoke Spanish, and he said, well, he wasn't, he, no black poppy, me no black poppy, but he looked black. But he said, um, one day, my dream is to go see the Yankees. The Yankees. It's the Yankees, all right? Mm. Me gusta, te gusta, me gusta, the Yankees, <laughs> all right? And so I'm going, Yankees? I'm literally going, you want to go see the Yankees? Taking for granted. That I could go see the Yankees like that. I could go see the Angels, the Dodgers. No big deal. I could drive 15 minutes to eight, at that point, 15 minutes to Angel Stadium, go see the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Angels and the, the Red Sox. No problem. But see, his world, he wants to see the Yankees. But we drive, we, we we're traveling to him. This is the Yankees. All right. So anyway. So these are the things, right? These are the things that we take for granted. And this is when you put things in scale. I don't want men to feel bad about themselves because if you're here in the middle making $10 to $20 a day, gentlemen, you're wealthy worldwide. Now we get to the upper middle class. I mean, I don't, this is the data here from the Pew Resource Center. If you're making $20 to $50 a day, which is you're getting into impossible territory for many people. But does it mean you're incapable of doing this? You're capable of doing this. I think $50 a day is fully capable. All right. Uh, when I worked as a substitute teacher, when I was 22 years old, just graduated from college, I was making $100 a day subbing. 100 Just Just to sub classes. And I was a full-time sub, right, because I worked in the district as a basketball coach. So I was on the hookup list. I was on the list. They were like, hey, that's the coach from this high school. So anytime there's an opening, get, hook them up. So I was on the hookup. So I could just go 
like I was, my phone was constantly ringing. All right. I was turning down sub jobs and then they gave me a full-time long-term sub job. So I was making at $2,200 a sub job. Okay. Now, so worldwide at 22, I was in the upper 20% of people compared to the globe, which tells you and put things in perspective, put things in perspective. Top 20% makes 50 bucks a day. What? Top 20% is making $50 a day. Now, let's take it from the global, global homo, uh, not the global. All right. Um, uh, let's take it from the global perspective because we do have to consider that in America, it's much, much different. So if we're just looking at ourselves as an American, all right, what are things that are going to get in my way for making me go from the upper middle class? So I don't know if you guys can see this right here. Let's go back to the American. Now, the lower 20% in American has a median net worth of, and I'll let Mr. Yang explain it. Let him explain each category. Here we go. 20%. So the median net worth in this category is $6,030 as of the most recent data in 2020. And that would put you in the poverty class. Now, $6,030 in net worth doesn't mean that you just have $6,030 in your checking account. Net worth is actually the calculation of your total assets. So everything that you own minus everything that you owe or your total liabilities. Okay. So at this point, he's characterizing the lower class as net worth of $6,000 below. Now, let's just put this in perspective. If you have a house loan, a car loan, a student loan, all right, and you got swagged to death, you swagged to death, but you're living in the snooty Fox apartment complex, you don't have a net worth of $6,000. You're impoverished. That means you're in servitude. You're below the lower 20%. But we'll put salary on top of that because most of y'all got a net worth of zero. All right, but let's continue here. No investment, no retirement, no nothing. And that could be, you can make $80,000 and don't have a net worth of 6,000. But let's continue. Let's take, let's take net worth off the table and just talk about income. All right, because net worth can be misleading. I want to take net worth off the table because most people don't have a positive net worth at all. All right, but let's continue. So for example, if you had $10,000 in your checking account, perhaps $40,000 K on your mortgage as well, cater of wealth, in my opinion, because while you can have a large income, if you do spend a lot of that income, then you really don't have anything to show for it. Swag. 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 So if you got a, a large income, but your income, you, you don't have a net worth and you spend it all on swag. Guess what? Trying. Yep, you, you, you ain't doing shit out here. Let's continue. Right. So in a way, net worth kind of accounts for spending behavior as well as discipline and financial habits. And I think it's a really good indicator of how wealthy somebody is. Now back to the lowest quintile here, the character. By the way, swag is mostly to attract women, which is putting you at deficit already because that's where you're placing the value to result in attention from women. Guys, that, that's not gonna be, you need to go five years without swag. <laughs> If that's where you are, I would encourage you. Go five years without swag. And then what you'll do is you'll get a little bit more leverage. You'll get a little bit more options. You'll get a little bit of better self-esteem about yourself where the swag doesn't do that much for you. And then what you'll do is you'll find out that the, the lack of swag didn't really make a difference in the quality of women you're dealing with. You actually attracted lower quality women. Now, if you're 18, this is different. But you were attracting lower quality women to begin with with the swag which was costing you more money because then you started trying to pay these 
stay around to be around these lower quality women with the little bit of swag you were actually paying. You actually were hustling backwards. More than likely, not always, more than likely, you were probably hustling backwards. Once you go without the swag, you'll actually get rid of those low quality women. You'll actually find no need for them. And then once you get up and you start re-swagging yourself, you'll realize the quality of people you were around were costing you more. It was costing you more and you were wearing designer clothes, which I think are a waste to me. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't have them. I think they're mostly a waste. They're overpriced. Um, they don't they don't produce produce the result you think they're producing. All right. But anyway, I think it's most mostly hustling backwards. Now, I I could get swag now. It's somewhat affordable to me. And even then I look at it as, why would I do that? <laughs> right? Right. Mm. Sometimes I look because my son, he's that age and he'll be like, hey, man, get this and that. And he showed me these Jordans, you know, that I wanted in middle school that I never got. And the price tag on it was mind boggling to me. <laughs> they were some uh, Jordan fours, red, black and red. And they were $850 in one of these upscale um, shoe shops, which I think they were at least $200 overpriced and more like $500. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I went on StockX to see, and yeah, they were that price. I was like, $850? Was, there's no way, man. There's no way. There's no way. Even being able to afford it, there's no way. Bam. There's no freaking way. Like, what would I get for that? There's no way. Like, what would I look to accomplish? Now, if I wanted to look fresh and feel fresh, yeah. All right, I get it. I got Christian Louboutin shoes, red bottoms. I got all that shit. But I just don't see why I needed to do that. There was no way. But yeah, it was a real estate shoe boutique type of deal. And I was like, no, no. And I had to teach him. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't need that, bro. There's no swag. There's no swag that's going to, you're not going to get anything back in value for that 850. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But people that want to do swag, they'll hustle backwards, (laughs) right? They'll hustle backwards and make that purchase and can't even afford the purchase. It's a stretch for them. So um, anyway, in my opinion, the swag is ridiculous at that point. But let me get back to this. Um, Let me see here. Like what type of bitch is going to be like, oh, wow. But Air Max is at 250. Okay, I'll do that. All right, but no, hell no. Why do, why is this not showing up? But I'm not doing no $800 shoes at all, fam, at all. I'm not doing it. I don't care about no swag at that point. <laughs> all right, anyway. Here we go. Characteristics of this bucket in particular is that the average household income is between $25 to $27,000 per year. This- all right, $27,000 per year is putting you in the lower 20%. Uh, take a look. Um, also, don't uh, consider age in this as well. Obviously, in the higher 20% of people, age is going to be a factor. So just because you might be, uh, let's just say you're 16 and you earn $27,000 a year, you certainly aren't in the lowest 20% at all. I mean, you're probably in the highest 5% of your age group. Same thing as if you're 18. If you're 18 and make a 27K, you're probably in a higher percentage of your age group. All right, so let's just go to the next one. So this is uh, poverty. Is this poverty? I think this, yeah, this would be poverty line. I think he said the poverty line. Uh, he's going to say it right here. Poverty line, under $35,000 a year. 
in poverty. It's highly likely that people in this group live paycheck to paycheck. They have a really hard time making ends meet, as well as the fact that if they're in a vicious cycle of debt, they're gonna have trouble climbing out of it. People in this class might be working minimum wage jobs, or they might be earning slightly above that, and few of them have even finished high school. Also, the bottom 20% might include people that just turned 18, so they're yeah. not making that amount of money yet, yet they're still bucketed in this group. Yeah, so I don't consider poverty line for a person under 21 making that amount of money. So, but it's putting you on a scale of lower class, all right? If you're 30 with two children on child support or married with two children, it could be, and also location matters as well. So we're just using this in general. So there always are exceptions to this rule, uh, but we're just trying to put people in, the, in, in this thing here. All right, so lower middle class, I've done a great stream on this, basically breaking down the working class from the lower middle class uh, blue collar, potentially workers from the working class. And the we, we broke down the middle class. And this he's going to talk about the lower middle class. Forget about net worth. Let's talk about median income. We're talking about $48,000 a year. Um, um, I think he broke down also household income. We don't normally do household income anymore since both genders work. Yeah, the two genders that we have, both of them work. So we do now um, individual income. So individual income, and then we have a lot of people that don't live with partners. They live alone or roommates or something. $48,000 a year is lower middle class. Oof. So globally, you're wealthy, but in America, you're lower middle class. And class matters because as you're grinding out of this, what you'll do is because you're in a lower middle class and you don't understand how you can level up and get to another class and lose a lot of your problems, you tend to latch on to things that make you angry, like arguing over Democrat versus Republican, arguing over, um, you know, Trump versus Biden, arguing over race, arguing over religion, arguing over um, gender, like, you know, issues like that. All right, this is low middle-class behavior. All right, these people are obviously distracted by those things. And once you get rid of them, a.k.a. Chapter 3 of the Free Agent Lifestyle, don't box yourself in. You have to unbox yourself, unpack yourself from these issues for a little while. Sure, they become important at some point, but unbox yourself so you can get to the next class. All right? If you box yourself in, you're not going to be able to get out of it because those things are going to supersede um, the importance of class. Class is what you want to hop out of. All right, let's go to the next thing right here. We got... um. He's got a lot to say, and now you can watch the video. Middle class, 71K, 71K. All right, $71,000 a year to be considered middle class. Um, this is going to put you definitely out of the top 30% of Americans. All right, roughly, I think he's saying this is putting you out of the top, putting you in the top 40% of Americans. All right, worldwide, you're very rich, you're wealthy. Of course, location does matter as well. And do you have debts? But look at the median net worth. That includes your 401k retirement. That includes your assets. Um, you know, potentially um, uh, these assets don't look like it's real estate. All right, not at $104,000. That's certainly not real estate, but that's neither here nor there. 71000 That's minus your student loan debt. But we know people are saddled with debts at this point. So you subtract the debts. Man, dude, people are hurting. But income-wise, middle class, 71000 a year. Not a lot of people are there. All right, what are we doing here? Um, median wealth by household characteristics. Okay, we don't want to talk about that. Let's go to the next class. 
the next class is going to be uh, upper middle class. Median net worth $200,000. What is the income for the media? Okay, upper middle class. Upper middle class. Uh, these are the people who we probably direct our anger to. These are the people that you mostly see. This might be your boss, your manager, your CEO. Uh, not your CEO at a small company, maybe the business owners, the people that own their pizza, family people, pizza restaurant. Uh, these are the people we aim our anger at when we um, when we struggle. So you typically will see them. You will interact with them. You will bag their groceries, right? The upper elites, you don't see them. They, they work out in private gyms. They work out in equinoxes. They hover around private communities. They live in gated communities that have access to you know, maybe if you're cleaning their house and maybe doing their plumbing, that's the only time you're going to see upper class people. But you don't see them. And you also don't see that these upper class people, race is not that big of an issue. Upper middle class, yes. There's definitely a segment, segregation of race. Upper class, dude, there's Middle Easterns, Greeks, Asians, Blacks, Hispanics, Latinos in the upper class, but you just don't see them. The race disparity disparity might not be as big as you believe but in this class it is because the white schools the good schools the people who have good families family privilege good jobs they don't have debt tend to not have as much debt the children tend to not have much debt they tend the children tend to drive nice cars at 16 yeah you're going to see this and these are the people who are you going to be pissed off at these are the people you might fight this is the people who own the the little pontoon boat in alabama upper middle class but these people aren't wealthy or rich they got to go to work tomorrow but we aim their our anger at them because we can see them and i'm gonna tell you let's take a look the difference between 125 upper middle class and 70 uh 64 that's the middle class thought it was 71 all right he has a kind of segmented 71 and 125 gentlemen that's the difference of two years for the average male in his 30s <laughs> the average male in his 30s that's the difference between him not buying $850 to swag out attract straggle daggles for swag and him hunkering down for two years getting his life together getting some purpose and some order getting rid of fat bitches all right from your life stop dating single mothers stop going to the club stop buying useless ass luxury items stop no car payment that's the difference between that and that two measly ass years <laughs> right that's the difference between fighting people on the boat dock and actually having a purpose. Right there. That's the difference. All right, two measly ass years the, between doing the stanky leg at the club and sitting at home on Friday and Saturday night and just sitting your ass at the house. <laughs> That's the difference from it. Now, it ain't no great leap. Getting rid of goofy ass friends, stop smoking dope. All right, stop drinking alcohol, going to the gym instead of going out to the club, waking up at 5.15 instead of 8.30. That's the difference right there between class and class. But nobody wants to talk about this. The difference between being a pro black and out here being a black pro, all right? Pro black ain't going to keep you low. Black pro is going to keep you up. I'm a black pro, <laughs> all right? That's the difference between it. And he says, in reading two books, two, two books, who's spamming? Somebody waited 20 minutes to spam. Oh, I see him. I got him. I see him. All right. Um, he's, he's made his, 
to just make your opinion known once. It's okay. All right, but you don't want to you don't want to do this off often. That's what gets you deleted. See, spamming gets you deleted. All right, but um anyway, here it is right here. It's obviously a dating coach. He was mad. And it's a ninja that spent $85, $850 on his Jordans, and he's mad. Let's go to the elite class. Let's go to the elite class. He definitely waited 20 minutes to subscribe to my channel to throw that out there. Uh, upper middle class. There it is right there, guys, the upper middle class. There it is right there. Um, the upper middle class. He says reading two books at the same time. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, net worth. Of $600,000 plus, obviously, that's going to be owner of property. That's going to be, by the way, this is fairly low. This, this net worth is low. This is the upper class. I mean, this isn't barely the elite. The elite's got to be higher than this. The elites are the one percenters, the two percenters. All right, $600,000 net worth. That could just be owning a property, right? A million-dollar property, a $500,000 property, maybe or a little bit more with a little bit of equity, some retirement. I mean, that doesn't take much. Does this scare you? Do these numbers scare you? I, I, I'm going to ask you, are, do, do these numbers look impossible? Do these numbers look impossible? Now, with the ideas that we run in our world, like meaning that we got to have a girl, we got to have a wife, we're going to build together. No, you're going to destroy together, more than likely. Like, the data tells us you don't build together, you destroy together. All right? Um, it's nice in a good feeling, a cope, if you will, to say that people build together. It does happen, but most people destroy together. All right, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Most people destroy their wealth right in the middle of their kids being about eight years old. <laughs> right? But does this look impossible? To me, it does not. This looks highly achievable. Now, you might be making $35,000 and think it's impossible. This is the difference between switching your mindset from poverty mindset, from hustle mindset, to blue chip mindset. $181,000 a year. Statistically, that puts you in the upper class, yes. But there are some people that have achieved that, and if you've achieved that once, I'm going to tell you, you might figure out that that's not enough. Weirdly enough, I know there's people that can live off of less. But if you've ever hit 180, did you feel like you were in the top 20% living in the United States? All right. You probably was like, hmm. And you must, you probably said, must repeat steps so that you can do it the next year. And then you said, hmm. <laughs> you were like, uh, looks like I have to do that again. And then you have to do it again to the point where you're like, if I can do this for 10 years, I got it made. Especially if you have your mind right. So when you go there and get your 180 and then you go back to swag bullshit, which is middle class, lower middle class mindset, which, you know, upper class people do do swag. I'm not saying they don't, but you're, they're not attracting straggle daggle with their swag. So if you do that, you go 181 and I got to make 181 again. Are you going to get swag? You're probably not. You're going to say, well, I got here because I didn't do swag. I got here because I didn't lean on game. I leaned on the game of life. So let me do that 181 again. But when you do 181 and then you go back to game and swag, guess what happens? You, you, don't, you don't make 181 the next year. And you go right back. Yeah, because you at work, right? Because you at work. You realize, damn, I had to put in 12 hours on a daily basis. 
and I had to grind and I had to get multiple streams of income and I had to save. So you ain't going out back out there to run game. You, you look at game as useless as a lower class mindset. It's a low class mindset that attracts low class women. Low class women respond to game overwhelmingly. So when you figure that out, even, even the best dating coaches, I think there was a dating coach. Um, his name is, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He even admitted that it attracts low-class human beings. His name, he's one of the best dating coaches in the game. Somebody, he's not current. He's not one of the current guys. He's an old guy. He retired. Somebody give me his name. He even admitted it's for damaged women and low-class women. What's his name? He's, 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 he's well-known. So I didn't come to this. I came to this conclusion myself, but when I found out that he admitted it, I, I knew. I was like, I knew I was on the right track. And he sold game to people. It's low. It's for low quality damaged women. I've been said that. Uh, what was his name? Not mystery. It was, um, damn, I can't remember. He's now like a church guy. He's in the church. Like he's like a pastor, but he's, he's well known. Uh, Roosh V. Roosh. Roosh V. I think Roosh V said it. And he was well known at that time as promoting that type of system. All right. But even he was like, this is for damaged, low quality women. Period. And I came to that conclusion myself. All right, I was like, this is not for anybody that has any of any shit going on. But it is what it is. It was Roosh V. Uh, but anyway, keep trying to push that over here, but we don't do that over here. We do the blue shit mindset. Um, anyway, and Mystery might have said it as well. I just don't know. But I, I know it to be a fact. I know it to be an absolute fact. But uh, you can keep fooling yourself, but you can't come over here with that shit. <laughs> All right. And other guys may have said it, but this guy was a guy that actually pushed that back in the day. And you got to keep arguing it all you want. Uh, but it is proof is in the pudding. Anyway, somebody says some successful PUA seem to find religion later on. Yeah, because they're somewhat similar. Pimps do the same thing. These are somewhat two similar fields, pimping and religion. Right. So it's an easy transition. Um, they can go back and proselytize and be a pastor. Because what they were doing was they were a pastor anyway. They had a church of simps, and then they just take their church of simps and go to the Lord. Pimps do the same thing. Look, look at many pimps. They go back and be pastors, right? And back in the day, many pimps would go back, and they was a singer in a band, and they was a pimp, and they became a preacher. It's, it's one and the same. It's synonymous. Mm. <laughs> it's synonymous. They all find the Lord, and they all have a guilty conscience for what they did to the people. And they find instead of pimping uh, Johns and hoes, they go to pimp the, the parishioners. <laughs> it is. You always find them. They all go from pimp to religious. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so it's too, it's too easy. It's a seamless transition. It's a seamless transition. Or there'll be a cult leader or some shit like that. Bishop Don Magdalene. And they just spit game. They take the game that they spit to hoes and they spit it to people who need the Lord. It's the game spit. <laughs> Murderers do the same thing. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, anyway, look. Let me get on. That's going to be it for today's show. I'm going to do the super chats and all the contributions, man, but it is what it is. Uh, let me see here. Listen, I just say the truth. I, I, try not, I try to be as unfiltered as I possibly can on YouTube so I can bring this truth to you. And uh, if the truth hurts you and you're too much of a coward to super chat your, um, your, um, super chat your displeasure for what I'm bringing to you, 
uh, then I can't acknowledge you. But one thing you must do is acknowledge me. All right. But we the ones. <laughs> Hit the like button as you exit, but we're going to do the super chats and the contributions, man, and we'll be back later this evening. What do we got here? What do we got here? Did I get, uh, what do we get here? Shout out to, did I get Q time? I did. CGA is the GOAT says one of the main reasons CGA is the GOAT is because he lives the free agent lifestyle. He does what he preaches, unlike a lot of these fake and faux gurus. Indeed, you got you to gotta live it. You got to be in and live it. CGA, have you trademarked the free agent lifestyle? I have. MC Hanser uh, suggests the free agent lifestyle or the free agent skincare wipes and shaving cream. Do it and we'll all buy it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to come out with a line of stuff indeed. <laughs> Somebody said, will there be a pastor, Greg? <sighs> I'll have the church uh, and our God would be the sun and we'll worship every time we see the sun, if you will. The sun. Um, anyway, shout out to John Doe says swag is not necessary. You just need to take pride in your appearance. It's better to be a minimalist. So I'm telling you, man, there's so many things that you can buy that, um, you know, I'm a very much, a like a, I shop. I, I hate shopping. First of all, let me just tell you, I'm exhausted just going to two stores. All right. So I can't, I'm not a shopper, so I'm not going to spend all day jumping in and out of, uh, dressing booths and all of that shit, trying on clothes. So I'll tend to like what I like and I'll buy multiple versions of them. Right. So if I find a pair of jeans that I like, I'll buy five of them. So I'm lazy in that. And I've often found that I can make basic clothes look better, but I actually look like a buffoon if I have something that is like too much. Like if I had a Versace shirt, I would look like a buffoon. I, I would feel like a buffoon. Like, that's kind of how I would feel. I would feel like this is too much. I wouldn't feel bad about spending the money. I would just feel like a buffoon. Now, I could do it for an evening, but I couldn't do that often. I actually feel comfortable dressed in basic clothes. Although I can't afford the, the, the crazy clothes. I can afford it, but I just feel just like, this is weird. Like, why am I doing this? So I would go... I could find this type of shirt, and I say, this actually fits me nice. And I'll see the same shirt in a, in a higher class store, and it doesn't fit me as nice. And so I'll go back to, I'll go, I'm a, cr uh, a creature of comfort. So I'll say, I can make this $5 shirt look better than this $30 shirt. I can make this $30 shirt look better than this $150 shirt. I, that's kind of how I move. I'll just go for the simple, clean appearance. Like, I'll go outside without big logos on. Even Nike. Sometimes I'll wear something that somebody said Nike. But I'll go out with logo-free clothes. So you can't tell what type of clothes I have on. Like, I wear jeans, mostly polo jeans, right? I like the way they fit. So I go to Ralph Lauren polo. But those are what my jeans are. And then my shirt is mostly going to be logo-free. I, I like that better. I feel comfortable in it. And I don't mind sweating it. Because I know if I sweat in it, I could just replace it. And when I buy it, I'll buy it online and I'll buy 10 of them. So that's kind of how I work. Where swag to me is, is, is pointless to, the, to an extent. Where I don't find the value in, in dressing flashy. I'd rather look regular when I'm out. That's kind of how I look. Yeah, nondescript. Just what kind of shirt he had on. It was a black one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like he had a flashy green, black, and red 
Now, listen, if you do that, you do you, as long as you can afford it, as long as you're not setting yourself back, you do you. Now, there's nights where I go out and I put on a nice dress shirt and all that shit and feel good, but I'm not going to do this on a regular basis. I'm not going to do it on a regular basis. So, uh, anyway, and I find one more thing. I found that when I do it, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Like, it's not like I go out and then the holes are finally like, oh. <laughs> right? It's not like the best-looking girls start approaching me at the grocery store. Hi, man. Oh, my God. You look great. That shirt looks great. You look handsome. Nothing really happens. Like, nothing changes. It's not like I go into another echelon, and people are like, God damn, look at you in your clothes. Nobody says anything. <laughs> right? It, it, it doesn't make the life that different. Uh, but anyway. I, as long as I don't look like I'm going to carjack you, that's what I want to look like. All right, anyway. Yeah, nobody says, he has swag. Now, it, it has happened one time, and normally men comment. The funny thing is normally men make the comments. So I remember I went to the uh, Raiders game in L.A. They were playing the Chargers. And um, I walked up to the ticket booth, and I had red, red Air Maxes on. I had some jeans on, and I had, I can't remember what jacket I had on. I had a jacket, and it's a nice jacket. I had a jacket on, and I might have had a hat on. I walked up, and the dude was like a you know, ticket taker. He was like a security guy, ticket taker. And he was like, damn, look at you, man. He was like, you got the Air Maxes. You got the swag. You this and that. Only a dude told me, fam. Like, now, I ain't trying to impress ninjas out here. Not one woman was like, oh. And I was in the lower bowl at the 50-yard line in the third row. Now, one bitch said, damn, look at your red Air Maxes. Not one. Mm. <laughs> now, one bitch, now one woman was like, damn, well, that set it off. So, <laughs> right? It was all, it, guys, same thing with muscles, man. Same thing in the gym. In the gym, y'all be getting muscles and shit. You be posting yourself shirtless. Most times, the comments you're gonna get in DMs and shit and, and and attention you're gonna get is from men. That I've been in the fitness industry for a long time. It's mostly men. Every now and then, a woman will say, "Can I touch your arms or touch your shoulders?" And oh my, yeah, that happens. It happens. But most of the time, men are the one gonna be commenting. Damn, you look great. How do you get your trapezius deltoid scapular or subscapular developed? And fat women, yes, and fat women. Cars. My 911 gets more comments from men. Believe it or not, women don't even know what it is. And the women who know what it is, they know what to charge. <laughs> right? They know. The women that know, they know, they know. They like, okay. They know what to charge. And I'm not talking about buying them for sex. I'm talking about relationship-wise. They know what to charge. They know. The women that don't know, they don't have a freaking clue. They just know, oh, this is a nice car. What is this, Porsche? You know who likes it the most? Men and older men and white men. Primarily. And then brothers are next. All right? It doesn't matter the age of the white guy. This is, mostly them, they'd be like, wow, Wow, bro, professionals, men who want to work, married men, old 50, 60-year-old men, they pull up. That's my dream car. 
21 year old men with their young men with their girlfriends. Hey man, that's a nice car. Women be looking like a dude will be with his woman, point the car out. She'll look and be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) So just understand that that's normally when, when you're swagging out, most of your attention is going to come from men, not from women. And it's a absolute fact. Women don't give a shit for the most part. And if they do, they probably broke as shit. And low quality pieces of trailer park trash at best. (laughs) Right. Or a straggle daggle. No high class woman going to come up. Wow. Look at your Jordans. They might, but it's going to be rare. Mm. Shout out to my brother says, I need money. He says, even at two. 80k he says i don't feel like the top 20 percent and i don't don't you know it don't you know it uh fritz says my sniggle fee where's that barbecue in there indeed Attention. wait that is not it i don't even know where it is where is that it's barbecue in there all right um kirby says another round of layoffs cga got me prepped oh wow another round of layoffs at the company man that's gotta be that's really depressing Right, you want to talk about depressing for men layoffs. C three Augusta says Emperor Emperor's new clothes. He says I'd rather be the fool. Hashtag money mindset. Yep, and clothes go out of style too fast for me. So that's one of the reasons why I tend to not press on there because they go out of style too fast. <laughs> so anybody's ever done that? Uh, been a part of fashion, and uh, they go out of style. And the funny thing is, they do come back in style but they come back slightly different. Like bell bottoms will come back, but you can't bring your old bell bottoms out. Like they go out of style, but they come back, but they come back and you got to have, it's a slight difference. Like high rise jeans will come back, but they're different slightly. Um, the, 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 the texture will be different. So you can't bring your old shit back. And I'm like, these things go out of, they go out of style too fast. And by the time I go, okay, let me go get it. It's already out of style. <laughs> so like, anyway, Oh, Caitlin says the former receiver for your Raiders rugs was just sentenced to three to 10 years in prison. Damn, man. So poor him. It's sad to see young, talented young men waste his life for nothing. God dang. Shout out to Henry Ruggs. Floyd Holt says, cue the music for public opinion, please. Okay. The court of public opinion. He says, he says, I've been wondering how you sleeping at night knowing that you tuck folded, ran a man with 500 subs right off of YouTube. Oh, man. Poor guy. Uh, he's going to rebrand and come back. You know, no, most people can't live without YouTube once you start. So he'll be back. But yeah, man, uh, you got to be careful trying to prove you're right all the time in these public forums. I've often found, and this should be should the end of the show, people who often focus on debate and proving themselves right end up getting exposed, all right? So, you know, it's just good enough. Just prove you're right over here. I don't understand debate at all, all right? I understand it in a certain setting. Um, I would actually, you know, ask for a debate fee. I would do a pay-per-view. I'm not going to deb- try to prove I'm right. I'm, I'm right already, right? So, you know, the purpose of war is to determine who is right. And but doesn't mean you were right. But uh, the others, everybody believes they're all right. That's why war stands for we are right. All right. That's what war stands for. We are right. You are wrong. 
All right, but um, I'm not ready for war all the time, and I got to consider the opponent. Are they worthy? Is it worth it? What do I gain? And I've often found that these people keep exposing themselves to be morons when they debate, more likely than not. And it just ends up being a, um, a shit show. It ends up being a mudslinging contest, more than likely. More than likely. And it ends up being who can gaslight and get that aha moment. And um, it's not really a debate. Yep. And it ends up costing you. I think it works in the opposite. Uh, but uh, And it rarely works in the affirmative. It never works in the positive. There's only kind of one per. There's, only, there's some people that it works positively for. But anyway. Last one. Clay says, oh, I did. I got him already. Uh, Rugs fumble in the back. Rugs fumble the back. Kevin Sullivan says, what's up, coach and the coach gang? The CEO of the company I work for told us in a meeting, I don't care about color. I care about money. And if you don't understand that, you're late in the game. Uh, the upper class people, I lived in various upper class areas. I lived in um, Agora Hills, California. Shout out to Agora Hills, California. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, a.k.a. the Los Virginis. Close to the Caneo Valley, Agora Hills is the neighboring city, Calabasas. I lived there in the early 90s into the mid-90s, all right? Um, Calabasas was not Calabasas. Calabasas got, has got a, um identity now that was not what it is today. So when you mention Calabasas, now everybody thinks, oh, oh boy, all the celebrities and rappers and Kim Kardashian lives there. Well, before that, it was just, there were some wealthy people there, mostly. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. All right, mostly them, and yes, and it was a lot, of, it was also a horse ranch area, um, an area where a lot of Western films were filmed, all right? A lot of these films that you see in the Westerns in the 50s, they were filmed in this area, the Rolling Hills, if you will. Um, and by the 80s, it became an identity, a, a, a suburb of the San Fernando Valley. And I've been around these people, man. Um, when you get up there, race plays a part, but there's diversity up there. There's way more diversity than you think. Lived in Orange County, Newport Beach, one of the most expensive area codes. Um, I saw lots of white people, but I also saw lots of Asians. I saw lots of Middle Easterns. I saw some blacks. I saw wealthy Latinos. All right. Some of them uh, most famous men in the room. I saw wealthy, I saw wealthy youth. Uh, Yiddish people, I, I saw wealth uh, across the board. All right, and they was not talking about racial shit. <laughs> Westlake Village is, is another place that I've lived. Westlake Village, California. I've lived in uh, other expensive parts of Long Island, New York. Okay, when it came down to that, yeah, they were worried about class, meaning that, let's say for instance, let's say for instance, what comes up mostly is they might talk about another person, their race, but they won't talk about it like, oh, let's help these people. They'll talk about it like, don't let these people in my community, <laughs> right? And they'll be the same race as them. And they'll also say that about opposite race people, but they'll certainly say their race of people, if they're from, let me give you an example. Newport, uh, if you understand Orange County, there's Huntington Beach, there's, Newport Beach, Corona Del Mar, and then Laguna Beach. All of those are three different class systems. Although they're on the coast, west coast of Los Angeles, uh, Southern California. But those are three different class people, so much so that Newport people look down on Huntington Beach people and their neighbors, right? Their neighbors, and they'll be the same race. 
But they will say, oh, those those Huntington Beach people. <laughs> and they'll be white. The person will be white. Oh, the Huntington Beach people. And Laguna people tended to be more liberal and hippie. So when you go to Laguna, the hoity-toity people in Newport and Corona Del Mar are like, oh, the Laguna hoity-toity. Lord. It's all class. Politics and class. It ends up being a political discussion or a class discussion. So it is what it is. It is what it is, and that's how it works. Once you, once you experience that, did you realize, oh, and, and you're up there, you're like, oh, this some class shit. <laughs> this, some, this is a distinction between classes of people because it doesn't mean that once you get into an upper class, you look at you know, uh, your race of people as uh, the same people. They don't. Um, this is why people can call people trailer park trash, white trash, and it'll, and it'll be white people calling them that. It's not because they're, and they call them rednecks or Trumpers, or they, they have a distinction of cl- a class people within white folks. But for black folks, we tend to think that that distinction shouldn't exist, right? And so Latinos have that same issue, and sometimes maybe Asians have that same issue. We think that we're all the same and all equal, and we're all a ninja. And so when one person tries to say, no, I'm, I'm in of a different class, we call it bougie. Or sell out Uncle Tom, Sambo. We tend to say they're trying to separate themselves, but these will be the people in a higher class. <laughs> Their class will be higher, but to bring them down to the, to the regulars, you'll label them. And upper class people might say the same thing. Well, they, he a nit in IWGA. So see, these, these things are quite funny to me, but what I see it as is more class. Yeah, Coto de Casa. I didn't live in Coto. But uh, Cotto was another class of uh, people down in the southern part of Orange County. So anyway, they'll say, you still a ninja if you're a doctor. You're not a doctor. You're still a ninja. I think that's a lower class person telling the upper class person that. It's not the upper class person that's telling the lower class, don't aspire to be me because you'll still be a ninja. It's normally a lower class person trying to bring the upper class person down to their level. For some reason, you know, especially black men, we cannot... We don't operate in a hierarchy based on achievement. It always going to be, um, I can still whoop your ass, <laughs> right? Yeah, you got all that money, but I can still whoop your ass. Pretty, pretty uh, barbaric type of um, mindset. And, you know, uh, the women actually act accordingly as well. The women actually choose mates with that same mindset. Who, who got the most swag and who can whoop more ass? But, what you know, that actually doesn't work out for them long-term. It doesn't work out for them because they end up saying, I've dealt with all these goofy ninjas and poor ninjas. And then, so they'll, she'll be attractive, but she had been thugging since she's been 13. Now she's 28 and ran through. And then she wonder why she can't find a good man. So she'll have this messed up. I've been choosing all these barbarians instead of choosing the guy over here in the upper. Now I can't handle him. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but this is kind of how the dynamics work. That's why I choose class. I choose class and I choose to act elite and operate accordingly because, yeah. (laughs) All right, but anyway, look, that was just another uh, money mindset, blue chip mindset uh, thought there. And I would, that's why I tell you to get out of the community because the community has no hierarchy. And the hierarchy mostly is dealing with the, uh, the thugs, the, 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 they protect, they protect the thugs more than they protect the talented 10th, the, 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 the achievers. 
they'll they'll surround themselves and protect the thugs. Even the even the good people in the community will be uh, fearful of the thugs, the drug runners, the people that operate the corner, the hustlers, the pimps. They'll be protective of them, meaning they'll say, okay, no sw- no no snitching, no snitch. And then the losers will join that, and nobody will tattletale or snitch on that group. They're protected. They'll let them be baby daddies and never call them out. They'll blame, they'll blame the problems caused by the barbarians on the regular dude and say, these black ninjas ain't ish. Well, no, nah, that's, the, that's the pookies y'all protecting and ain't calling out. All right, now you want to blame me and pay me with the same brush and say we ain't shit. That ain't true. That ain't true for the great, great population of these men over here. It certainly ain't true. You know who you, you know you are afraid to not call out, and you see all of these women going to those men, and nobody says shit. Funny how that works, huh? So um, that's kind of how the hierarchy works there. The elite, the achievers, aren't the most visible. The achievers tend to leave, and then when they leave, they get told, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And don't think I'm exaggerating. This is kind of what I see it, and of course, I hit you with the truth. I'm just speaking the truth. I'm not trying to hurt people, all right? I'm trying to hurt people. I'm trying to get people to see the truth. And there's no debate neither. There's no no debate needed. Uh, $50,000 for the debate. But let's call it a day. It's three hours and 45 minutes. Nova's probably pissed on herself. And uh, I must go out and protect her. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And if you found value in this, watch the replay. Send a little bit of support. And we out of here, brothers. Peace.